So here's a little disclaimer before we get things started. 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 Before we get things started. That's right. We back and Bitch. we are Sorry. black. You yeah. know, this is the first time that you have not giggled second. and gaggled and it's, giggled and it's, scaggled. It's the second. Thank well, you, you so know. much. All right. Well, hey y'all. Hey y'all. We're back. Um, my name is Musa. I'm Josh. And this is our podcast, child. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's always a good time when when my good friend comes here so we can do our thing. Yeah. And I know. I know it deep in my heart that at some point someone's going to hear our podcast and decide and decide and determine that we are the voice of the generation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're the vocal Bible of podcasts. No, I'm just, oh, wow. I'm just, I'm so serious. <laughs> but yeah, so first off, I want to thank those of you who listen and listen religiously to our banter, to the things that we talk about, and you choose not to judge us, or you judge us silently, so we appreciate that. Um, we are coming up on our one-year mark, Josh. One year, Lord. One year of setting these microphones up, and one year of some episodes being deleted, <laughs> one year Child. of certain, epi- certain episodes cutting shout. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. One year of her sitting sweetly on our shoulders. And for our one year, she going to be on our shoulders, she, okay? She going to be on my back. <laughs> we going to braid that up. Y'all don't, you know what? And if you haven't caught on to that, bless you. Um, if you have, let us know. Let us know that you know what you're talking about. Okay. So we always, we talk about a lot of things, but I hope that y'all are doing well. And again, thank you so much for tuning into our podcast and for telling friends about our podcast. And before you tell, tell your parents about our podcast, we do indeed cuss. A little bit. So before we get into the meat and the potatoes, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, uh, if your concerns, no, but if you do, uh, you can submit them <laughs> to our email address. That's childpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. That's child with. Boaz, thank you so much for sending those emails. We're thanking you um, in advance. Child, you know. do you know you didn't do that last week? What? I didn't say that? You didn't. doesn't matter. Okay. At all. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> I guess I'm just so tired because we say it all the time and we only get a few. But the few okay. to the few that we get, to Shika. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to Kevin. To Heather. Yes. And to the other person today. Oh, and then... Um, What's that boy name? Oh, yes. Curtis. Yes. Thank yeah. you so much to Sheikah, Heather, Kevin, Curtis, and the one we were listening to today. Um, thank y'all so much for um, just listening and being a part of the experience. Who knows? We might have y'all uh, come in and, and, and do an episode with us, you know, but you got to bring your own mic. Okay. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Take it back. Re- return it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. <sighs> It's been so much going on. Let me just check in with you. How have you been? I am great. I'm lying, but um, I am okay. <laughs> I'm making it through. Um, ain't nothing new going on in my life. 
uh, niggas still ain't shit but hoes and tricks. tricks. Yes. You look um, very summery, though. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Got your shoulders out. <laughs> <laughs> and a, a sunburn. Oh, look at that. See, you look like small back. It's small. It's small. It's a wide back. back. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Roma, yeah, ain't, ain't shit going on in my life. I'm just, you know, I, what? besides the fact, oh, God. So they are continually, continuously mm-hmm. removing things out of my grandmother's house, and it's wearing me low, child. Uh, like I'm taking old pictures and stuff like that, and they're getting ready to like hire movers to get the big stuff out of the house. I'm just like, it's just too much. Josh, like, does she have a will? Child, I don't know. I, I believe she does. Um, I, and first of all, my grandmother is not dead. She's she is still with us. Yet please, alive. please understand. But they acting like she she gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was put gonna say, if you wanted to, what? you could go to her house, go over to where she is, and say, uh, "You call her grandma, or grandma. What do you call her, Mary?" Grandma. Oh, <laughs> so, no, I have called her. <laughs> <laughs> say, uh, grandma. Um, can, did she still write? I don't know. Cause I'm saying you could get her to write a little well and put your yeah. put your own in it. No, because I think at this point I think my her sister, my great aunt, is her power of attorney. Okay. So and child and she's well in her right mind. So child, she ain't finna. Uh, uh-uh, ain't never been happy. But it's all right. I just you know, mm. apparently the only people that don't agree with the things that are going on is me and my mama and everybody else. I think because everybody else just wants the money from the house. That's sad. So you know. Instead of doing things with it, they can be done for the family, for people who need a place to stay, for people, you know, you know, generational wealth. Because that's, that's how people get their money. The motherfuckers get their money, child, by, you know, passing down the family house and then selling it or doing what they need to do with it. And, you know, but that's a whole nother different story. Boy, you're going to make me. I'm going to tell this. I'm going to tell this. <laughs> Child, but you know they so quick, you know, to sell it and use the money for themselves when they could be going to other other things. But. Anyway, that that was a long winded. Ooh, you got my ears hot. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how, how are you, sir? First of all, god damn it, <laughs> you got me hot right now because I so much of this episode that I want to I want to talk to you about. I hope it doesn't get I hope it doesn't get too personal because I really do want to talk about familial problems and things like generational wealth. I want to talk about feelings of neglect and abandonment. Um, because I'm experiencing all those things, child. Yeah. Um, except the generational wealth, I ain't experiencing that. But but I I want to touch on something that you mentioned. I'm fine. I'm fine. But like, <laughs> um, you know, when when my grandmother died, uh, people, were, you know, family family members were doing the same things. They were taking things out, and um, I think I got a I got a candle holder. Um, she had this blanket that I want. I wanted this this quilted blanket. It was a knitted blanket. It was orange and yellow. That's all I wanted from her, from from the house, you know. Um, I didn't get that. But the house is, it. the last time I saw it, it was just like it was deteriorating. Um, my grandmother's sister, who lives two houses down, her her children, um, she, she passed away a few years after my grandmother died. Um, her children are renovating the house, mm. and they're making it a family house. And the reason why they can do that is because they're all on one accord. Like they're all, I'm still. It don't matter. You can never take the church out of me, child. I'm still. <laughs> um, but but they're all all of my aunt's sibling children. They're working together, and they're very close. I, you know, I love them. 
because they're they just they care about each other and they they have a good time together they they like being in the same room with each other and mainly because it's mostly women you know like they they their bond is just different you know um they have one surviving brother you know one of the brothers passed uh a a little over a year ago um i i it's weird even talking about family we're gonna get into that but um but i i do i i echo your sentiments on us trying to establish um and sustain generational wealth you know establishing it is important first because we know we just don't have it you know <laughs> like it it don't exist in my family i'm gonna have to be the one in my family to start it if i you know if my partner and i decide to have kids which is a strange conversation you know like because <laughs> lord i you know i just i'm not gonna say i don't see it i should start seeing it i should start you know manifesting those things but it i I'm 37. I still feel like a child sometimes, right, um, me too. but <laughs> but I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing okay. Uh, these past few months have been very hard um, financially and familially, if that's a word. Um, money and family are 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 big issues that we'll talk about in a little bit. Maybe not the money issues, but we'll talk about we're gonna talk about family. Um, the the semester is starting and so I'm back at it with a bunch of students coming back to they're flocking to this town in the thousands and I'm just preparing my mind and soul and um and my mouth because I you know um actually a student emailed me today um asking to be removed from our program and he started the email with hey I just want to and and okay, this this is gonna sound very arrogant and a little pompous, but in my opinion, if you are emailing an administrator, I didn't I didn't I didn't give him hell about it, but I'm not no hey no hey Dustin. Like <laughs> it's either hello Mr. Kemp or hello Dustin. Greet like a greeting goes a long way. Right. And um I don't wanna be hypocritical because I do know that in in the field that I work in, people need their ego stroked sometimes because they want you to call them doctor. I am I have no 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 PhD. Um, I don't have an advanced degree other than my, my bachelor's, but um, there still is a, a certain level of respect that you should have for somebody when you when you're emailing them. You know, especially if I don't know you. Like if I don't know you, I'm gonna be like, hey child. Like, you know? <laughs> um, but so whenever he sent that email, I was I I, I responded to him, and I said just hey in the future. You know, just in terms of, you know, for professional um, accountability and development, whenever you're addressing an administrator at an institution of higher education, always send a proper greeting. Like, even though I'm not your professor, you still don't hate me. Like, don't do that, you know. And so (laughs) I'm just preparing for that because I feel like a lot of students are going to come through. And that's why our department is so important is because we – we help students to to work on those things because there's a certain decorum you should have. Now I'm not, again, I'm not one of those people that you need to address me as Mr. Kemp or whatever. Like you don't have to do that to me, um, but just have some have some decorum about yourself, little, little child. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm getting ready for this semester. Um, I am. I need to start manifesting some things. I need to start planning some things. Because sometimes the months just fly by. I mean, the next thing you know, it's going to be Christmas. You know what I'm saying? I need it to be Christmas because this heat's taking me out. <laughs> also, 
we're gonna do we, we're gonna we're gonna do a serious friendsgiving this year. Um, oh, child, whatever. No, we are because <laughs> because <laughs> well, yes, okay. yeah. But um, I I cooked some things the other day and I was like, oh, these going on the menu. Like, I I made some curry and potatoes and it was really good. Um, and I'm gonna yeah. bring some Brussels sprouts. Bitch, I like Brussels sprouts. Though. I like them too. I just don't know what yours taste like. Bitch, they taste like he- heaven's cabbage, bitch. <laughs> I don't. I ain't never been to heaven. I don't know what the cabbage is tasting like, but I think you're lying. I'm not gonna sit here and uh, and allow you to 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 talk about what's going on in heaven's with heaven's cabbage. Uh, that sounds like a brand, heaven's cabbage. Yeah, it's gonna be mine. <laughs> I'm gonna take it. Um, all right, but so we checked in with ourselves. I hope that y'all check in with yourselves. Ask yourself. Is you okay? Um, am I in my right mind today? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes often it's not for me. It's not. So I feel like we can move into that sweet, sweet category of pop mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You had a job. <laughs> what I did, girl. You're you're fired. Okay. I forgot. Look, how you forget? Try, look, it don't mean I got to do the same thing every week. I can give you a different intro. What was it gonna be? You singing something? Move, move, but. You better move. <laughs> that is garbage. You don't dream girl. <laughs> I know, but that like, but they don't. But it don't pop. You said move. In it. Okay, Ooh, I didn't like it. This was, that was very stale. That was very stale, girl. Here, try it again. Like your neck. I don't know. I can't. Go ahead. Anyway. Yeah, no. Huh, thank you very much. Child, I did that whatever. for you. That's fine. Take your job. Okay. Hey, so <sighs> it's been a lot happening in the world as always. <laughs> Um, shout out to Monkey Pox child. is trying to grab us and hold us child, by the rect. Grabbing and oh Lord, not by the. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the views shared on this podcast are are, are not shared. They uh, that was that was from Josh himself. I mean, I'm just saying, people's getting them in the rectum. All right, <laughs> okay. It's it's Monkey Pox is is um a hot topic because it's. It's ravaging, um, ravishing, ravaging, 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 ravishing is another word. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know words right now. Um, it's just taking over. It's taking <laughs> over, and people are getting it. Yeah. And there's a there are debates about who's getting it and who is transmitting it, and what what um, communities are 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 getting it and are susceptible to getting it. I get a pimple. And I immediately am like, Lord, Child. not me, <laughs> not, today. not me. Um, but it's I've, I've seen pictures of it. I've seen people with it, you know, and I've in in various stages. And it takes about four weeks for it to not to clear. Well, not even to clear, but just for you not to have it because you still you still got you got to wait to like the scars heal. Mm-hmm. Because if it's still like open, you can still like, I guess, give it to people. That's mm-hmm. uh, but apparently you can still give it to people without even having any symptoms because a lot of these people have, you know, well, sex or just being in contact with people and not showing any symptoms and passing it along. So it's just, I don't know. It's so much rhetoric and stuff going on and people saying this and that that you don't know what to believe. All I know is I don't want it. And we're going to pray against that demon. I'm telling demon. you, praying hard because that's something that some of these diseases – Unfortunately, they make me super self-conscious about touching other people, even shaking hands. And I, I'm not, I know that, well, it's been, I'm not saying I know that. It's been said that 
you only get it from prolonged skin-to-skin contact. And my thing is, until I know, I'm going to give you a how-do. <laughs> how-do. I'm not my how-do. Um, but I remember that being I remember that being the driving force behind uh, a lot of conservative people who didn't want to wear masks. They were saying... And they didn't want to social distance. They were saying, you're, you know, this, this virus is making people afraid of us, you know, and you shouldn't be afraid of your fellow, your fellow neighbor, your fellow citizen. Yes, you should. You should be afraid of them because some, <laughs> some people are, are, are transmitting diseases like, like monkeypox and COVID. And they're not, well, not monkeypox specifically, but COVID. Some people are transmitting it and it's killing people. Right. And so that's what, that's, that's to me, I'm not going to go down those con- conspiracy theories because I have a million of them. But uh, I remember uh, I saw a clip of Governor DeSantis, the governor of Florida, who who apparently someone someone says that it's not Trump that people should worry about in 2024. It's DeSantis running for, for president that people should be worried about. Because Trump apparently. Uh, do you really? OK, let's hold, let's hold, let's hold on. Let's hold that. Let's hold that. We didn't even, we didn't even put him on the docket. We did. Um, not docket. We don't do that. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Speaking of Kaya. Um, um, and her saggy titties. Wait, no. We don't talk about her. Th- no. OK. Well, All right. Anyway. No, but but he was I remember Governor DeSantis was doing a he was he was giving a a speech or something. I don't know what he was presenting, but there were some students behind him. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe they were college students. They, um, and most of them had masks on and he turned around and looked at them. And he was like, all right, all right, no, this is getting ridiculous. Take your masks off. You know, if you want to wear it fine, but this is getting ridiculous. And I think he was doing that for optics. You know, he didn't want, pe- he wants to let people know that he, he does not, it's not, like he does not believe in COVID, but it was a black, it was a little black kid. Um, or a bl- young black man that was behind him, and he took his mask off, albeit reluctantly. And I just thought to myself, if I were behind this man, would I have taken my mask off too? Um, because no. I have, you know, people people have families that you know that with with aging, re- not even just aging relatives, but people with with these these pre-existing, pre-existing conditions. conditions, and people are being taken out, like. And so the fact that this man did that, it just it to me it was a middle finger to to families who are are dealing with this for real you know covid covid took out a lot of family members and a lot of families you know um, is taking is taking right is, is taking, taking. <laughs> um and so i it seems like it's a fairy tale disease to people who who have access to you know adequate medical health care health care and things like that um so i don't know i just i i feel like it's I, I don't I won't say be afraid of people, but just be cautious and be a, be aware and be safe and be healthy and just, you know, wash your hands. Don't touch people like, <laughs> you know, and I, I will I've gotten lax. I don't wear my mask. I don't wear a mask. I should. I still see people in, in the grocery stores wearing masks. And I said I would. I said I would continue to wear it. Um, and it's but it's a conversation I don't have to have with my partner, because if I'm wearing a mask and he's not wearing a mask. It kind of defeats the purpose, you know right. what I mean? Um, uh, I feel like we got COVID a second time, but we just didn't we didn't test for it. Um, but we we had the symptoms, and it it went away after about a, for me it went away after a few days. But for him, he was sick for like two weeks. This was the second time I think we didn't test. Well, he did test. He tested and he tested negative, but he still had all the same symptoms. Anyway, 
we didn't put Donald Trump on our list of things to talk about regarding pop culture, but Donald Trump, um, his his property in Mar-a-Lago, it's Mar-a-Lago, right? Yeah, Mar-a-Lago. I was gonna say Mar-a-Lago Vista, but that's not the same wow. thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, um, um, he his his property was raided. Uh, I'm not gonna go in, into details because um, I don't really care. But you mentioned something about him going to jail. I don't think that man will ever see the jail. He's not. If he gets convicted, they'll find him or do something or make him, you know, I don't know. Whatever he can do, he, he may get convicted, but he's going to find a way out of it. He's the most powerful man in the free world. Even though he's not the president of the, of the United States anymore, this man, not only is he extremely powerful, he has minions of supporters who will do anything, January 6th, uh, to defend him. That man, that man said, I think, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to misquote him, but I, the, 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 it's all there. He could shoot someone in Central Park or something like that, and he could get away with it. He said that. Um, He's trash. Um, I want to get it right because I don't want to misquote him, but I do remember him saying that he could shoot somebody and get away with it. Um, um, yeah, hold on. I, I don't doubt that he didn't say it because he says everything, like, he says whatever the fuck he wants to. Yes. Um, he said this in 2016, I believe. I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody, and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's, like, incredible. That's what he said. He said that. <laughs> he said that, um, and I believe it to be absolutely true. That man could literally say, forget black people. They are trash. And his supporters would say, yes, that that is that is absolutely correct. And and then the, his supporters who who think that they're not so right leaning, they would say, well, you know, look at the context. No, there is no context. He said what he said. So and obviously this is all, you know, um, we're creating scenarios. But but he provides the context. He said he could literally shoot someone and he wouldn't lose any voters that he's absolutely right. So I don't think he'll see any jail time. He'll, he won't. I'm not saying I don't think. But I do think that even though I have so many feelings about Democrats, I have so many feelings, I'm going to do what needs to be done. I, 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 I take issue with people who raise hell about voting, but, you know, and, 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 it, and they discourage people from voting. I, what do I think about, you know, President Joe Biden and uh, and uh First and uh, Vice President Kamala Harris is it's not important at this point, but they're not doing shit. Though. <laughs> whoever is whoever is running, um, f- you know, um, as the Democratic candidate, I'm going to vote for them. I'm not going to vote for any person who is Republican who um, does not believe that Black Lives Matter, who cannot say that Black Lives If you cannot say that Black Lives Matter, if you cannot, if you don't have a plan to pour um, dollars into black businesses um, to support, um, you know, historically black colleges and yeah, communities, yeah. I am not voting for you. Um, I'm, I'm simply not. And so I, I it's not... To me, it's not a it's not a really a bipartisan thing. It's just like I'm a vote for whoever is is has my interest. Yeah, in and and they but all of it's all trash. Like like this two party system, I believe is is extremely trash. But I'm not gonna get on this soapbox. I I refuse to vote for Donald Trump 
and I refuse to vote for anyone who's who who may beat him um, to to win that that nomination. Because truth be told, I didn't want Joe Biden to win either. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> it's it's. I don't want to get worked up because it's it doesn't it doesn't matter, but <laughs> but it does. Um, so here um, at the university I work that I work at, and I need to be careful because like you know we talked about this, but one of the major voting um, locations on campus has been taken away. And the problem with that is that there are students without vehicles. There are students who are disabled who, and there are faculty and staff who can't get off work in time or they do it during their lunchtime. They rely on the, you know, the proximity of that voting place. And I think it's voter suppression for sure. Of course. Um, I, I, I think that it's a problem when you take away a central location where people come to vote and it, it discourages young people from voting. So that's an issue. And I think that there are some there are some organizations that are working to fight to get that back here. But I don't I think it takes more than just a fight. I think that you have to register a place to be. I think this was probably put in place long before it was announced that it would no longer be a voting a voter rights, a voting uh, location. So because aren't most universities they have their own like voting places or no I, I I don't know but we've always had we've always had that one spot it's been well not always it's been here since since I started in 2003 there's always been a spot on campus to vote and so for it to not be a place now um I don't know what the hell was going on when I left when I when I left school but it's I know that from the time I started here to now there's always been a location so the fact that there's no location here it's it's sending a very clear message to the community that young voters opinions do not matter so um that sucks i also the the thing that and it's not even a presidential thing the thing that we need to be looking at also is the uh gubernatorial race between uh beto o'rourke and uh governor greg abbott i don't i want him i want beto to win i don't think he's going to win um but i want him to win i want him to win he got to win i mean because child let me tell you if you do win (laughs) <laughs> they say they say they say it's, we, we might be able to have it on our shoulders child, on uh, i would have that thing braided and sitting in a bench with me child <laughs> i would be like excuse me to go take a little break walking um, down the street why wouldn't i child. like <laughs> we are um we are strong advocates for the use the the safe and recreational use well never mind mind your business all right so in other news, we never saw this coming, but Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson have decided to split. We never saw it coming. Child. Can't believe who that. Who gave a fuck? We, we. I always saw that. I didn't. I didn't think they were gonna last a year. You know, I didn't. They did. Did they last a year? I don't know, but they just seemed like an unlikely couple anyway. I just felt like she needed something really different from black men. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> for a moment, because you know the last one she had is kind of out there. Uh, but you know, I just, I just felt like you know it was a little play thing. I didn't think it was gonna be anything serious. Mm-hmm. But what's funny about that is that some, you know, because she released her, she partnered up with Beats, uh, and so she has those Beat pods, and they're like nude tones. Oh, they, are they nice? Does she has? Oh, she has some dark, some brown tones. Well, she there's only three colors, and so she, her last three men, you know, they. So Ray J was dark brown, mm-hmm. Kanye was like in the medium, and then you had a light skin one, which was Pete. And so somebody put up the the three uh-uh. beats, and they all matched their color. I might have to, 
I mean, you I, 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 the reason why I, I, I like. Ugh. So, have you seen those, those, those um, those underwear that Skims. are made? No, not her, not oh, her stuff. Which one? Um, it's there's um, they're made. I think they're made by a black creator. They have like flesh toned uh, underwear for men. Um, oh yes, yes. Is it Carter wear? I, I, maybe. I like those. I like stuff like that. I like stuff that don't look. The reason why I say I want a pair is because, um, like AirPods are great. But like they're just white and they're stark. They're out there. I would love to have something that kind of blend in with my skin. That'd be dope. I mean, Beats have different colors. So they have red, black, and all sorts of stuff. I, I, my skin is not red no. and it's not black. Shut up. I want okay. some brown Beats. Okay, well, go and get you some. I might give me some. Okay. We'll I mean, I don't. Some. Well, I don't support any. I don't support much that that person does. But, <laughs> but back back to the topic at hand. <laughs> um, so, Pete Davidson and Kim have split, and Kanye West. From from since the dura- for the duration of their relationship, Kanye West has been a fucking troll. terrorist. <laughs> I, you know, I don't even know what his face looks like these days because he's always wearing a mask. <laughs> Have you seen his mask. new mask? He has a new mask. He, you know, his shoes are a little like alien snot. Yeah. He has a <laughs> yes. mask. Uh, now you can wear a mask that looks like that. But who wants that? You know, this is what I was saying. We're going completely off topic because the prayer. topic is, is is Kim and 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 Pete. But Pete. I will say this. The one thing I do not support, I do not support Kanye West. Um, I don't. I don't support his new endeavors. But I will say that if he wasn't such a trash individual, I would wear his shoes. I I love those gummy sold Yeezys. I love those shoes. I like the way they look. They look strange, but I like mm-hmm. I like some them a lot. Some of them look some okay. Of them. Some of them do not. Yeah, and 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 like if like if he shoes. <laughs> if he wasn't. If he wasn't such a horrible human being, I think I would I would buy a pair. And you know, mm, there's so many places I want to go. We need to go. Back, we need to go back to Kim and, and Pete. But I want to say this: so many Christian people um, did went to his Sunday service and and all that. In my mind, if someone supports Donald J. Trump, I cannot fucking rock with them at all. I don't care how much is advanced in my career. I, it's not. You know what? It's it's like, you know, people flocked to to um lakewood church in houston you know my my sister she listens to his music and and his that that uh is it jesus is king or whatever um yeah like my thing is i i won't i cannot support that man's music in in until he can say just just like just like how i feel about a presidential candidate until he can say that black lives matter and and that you know we are being we're being gaslighted to think that that our lives don't matter and that it, it should be all lives matter and blue lives matter. I can't rock with somebody who would stand up and disrespect and discredit black people and also who is so self-centered and self-righteous. Like, I don't know how people do that. I don't know how people listen to his music. I don't know how people support him and wear his shoes. I had a pair of Yeezys. I threw them in the trash. You did? Yes. You didn't see those shoes? I, so I thought it, you still had them. It was a mis- so first of all, mm. my um my old landlord, uh, her husband bought a pair of shoes and they were really expensive and she said they weren't his style. And so she gave them to me and I looked at them, I said, Ma'am, these are Yeezys. And before I wore them, I had to go online because I wanted to see I had to make sure they weren't like some creases, you know, <laughs> um, some skeezies. Um, and they were real. They were absolutely real. Everything about them checked out. And 
I loved wearing those shoes. They were they were really nice. And I accidentally stepped in a mud puddle, a big old mud puddle, and the whole shoe got mud on it, and I was devastated. And then, um, and then I, I never washed them. And then one day I saw a picture of Kanye West with this big ass red hat on, shaking Donald Trump's hand, and I said, no, 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 <laughs> no. No, 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 Aren't you something? That's not my experience. Not at all. Thank you. <laughs> and scene. Um, but, yes, so anyway, I won't, I won't ever buy that man's shoes. Screw them, them mucus-looking shoes. Uh, and back to Kim and Pete. So they broke up, and Kanye West has been giving that man grief since the, you know, for the duration of their relationship. Even made a music video where he was decapitating and burying right. that man. Something's wrong with him. He need help. <laughs> and now he's and now he's saying. Uh, so he made a, a post that said it was a headline post that said uh, Skeet Davidson dead at twenty eight or something like right. that. And the man is yet alive. Like first of all, okay, so they're broken up. So what is your gripe now? Why are you still bothering this man? You need help, sir. You. I always say this. I mean, I'm not famous because I'm, I've done nothing, you know, worthy of fame, but. I couldn't be Pete Davidson. Yeah, I, I think him. I think that Pete Davidson, um, th- there's a certain amount of respect that Kanye West has obviously garnered, and I, I mean, I get it. He's, I, if I could say, if I could say something positive about Kanye West, um, because oh. there, <laughs> I will say this, um, as a producer, um, I, I think he's one of the best. I think, I think musically, I think, I think sonically. He has created some of the most beautiful music that, unfortunately, is are they're tied to him as a person. Um, the I, his album Graduation, it it helped me out through some of my darkest moments in in college. I I loved that album. Uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy helped me out through some of my darkest moments living in Austin. Um, and that's all I can give him. There's that. But <laughs> but it's it's crazy because this man has is taking all of his time and effort and energy to bash this dude if i were pete davidson respect or not you would i, I might not fight you but i would let you know no, every single time I would, I would say you know what as trash as you are you couldn't keep her <laughs> you, you couldn't keep her so 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 what now you know so You're so now keeping your kids <laughs> i'm watching your children girl like i would i i don't i don't know how people i i celebrities may have me you know this type of media training i'm not i wouldn't be that person if i were anybody that was getting constantly you know getting shitted on i'll respond i don't know how beyond we'll we'll say like i don't know how beyonce do it because because every uh, because i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't be petty and and like you know hit hit you know these low people i would (laughs) i was i would make one video look horace (laughs) it's beyonce and (laughs) i'll let y'all hoes know my children are fed, and that's Sorry. all you have to worry about. And if you need me to, I feed you, <laughs> bitch. I'm already feeding your children. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, anyway, I, th- I that's that's all I have to say about Kim and Pete that they're broken up. But Do you have one more thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Pete Davidson is also now in trauma therapy because of the things that he has experienced because of Kanye West. So, I mean, it's getting a little serious and like, and apparently, you know, of course, Kanye doesn't care, but it's just, it's getting sad at this point because now you're affecting people's mental health. 
when your mental health is in question itself. So I just I need somebody to really like do a wellness check on that man. Not on who? Kanye. No. Okay. No. Um <laughs> no, he doesn't need a wellness check because people 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 have checked him and, and they're not checking him anymore. I I'm not gonna I don't no shade to Pete Davidson. And I hope he is getting all of the help that he desperately needs and deserves. I'm I'm a different type of girl. Like you not finna. <laughs> I'm like I I this I will never be famous because I'm gonna answer you every time. That's the one of the reasons why I don't get on Twitter. Man, I itch to respond to people. But when I see people saying dumb stuff, you know I'm. I understand that I can't let that run my life. But and there's there's a difference between being you know letting letting someone run your life. And responding and letting people know you're not finna treat me any kind of way. Right. Now, when it comes to Twitter and shit like that, like people, anybody with thumbs, you know, can 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 tweet. But if it was someone on my same like status, if it was another celebrity coming for me, I would I would take I would take a little time and and, and publicly say, "Look, little bitch, <laughs> what you're not gonna do." And I guess we just cut from different cloths because. There, there's no way I could be dating Kim, Kim Kardashian, and this, this dude who, who wears bedazzled pantyhose on his face. Wow. You're not finna talk to me any kind of way, girl. I think it has more to do that because he, well, was with Kim Kardashian, Kardashian, that he was trying to have respect for the kids. That's just me because that is at the end of the day, that's still those kids' father. So maybe he didn't want to respond in a negative way. Inserts Michael Jordan quote here. I will, <laughs> but I will say, I will say there is no way. And you know, this is gonna sound really weird. I have deleted a lot of tweets and Facebook st- uh, statuses that talk about certain celebrities because I said, Lord, one day if I'm famous, they're gonna find those tweets. They're gonna find those Facebook statuses. And I realized that there might be a, maybe one day our podcast will pick up. You know, but. We shouldn't worry about that, you know, because I don't think we, I mean, we, we kiki here and there, especially definitely do, but like, we, we, we be, we be, we be, we shoot from the hip, you know, yeah. we, we, you know, Kanye West is, is out of control, but also on a serious note, I shouldn't, let me go back to the wellness check. No, I don't believe he needs a wellness check, but I do believe that, that he is experiencing difficulty managing his emotions and i think that he he does suffer he may suffer from, i'm not a doctor we are not teachers preachers nor reachers but i i think that he may suffer from you know some form of mental illness and and that's very serious but when you have all that power everyone around you is a yes man um i think that's why certain people don't deal with him i think that's why you know because it's I, I don't know. See, I don't. We we don't know these people's lives. All we can do is, is speculate. But when you show me something, it tells me everything I need to know about it. People will say mm. it's deeper than y'all think. I don't give a shit how deep it is. Like I don't. I don't care when you're when you're online and you're actively trolling this this dude. I don't care white, black, whatever the hell. Like you a problem, be like, <laughs> calm that shit down. I don't give a. Sh- I don't. I do not care about Kim Kardashian. And, and her clan with a K. Um, wow. And I don't care about them. I I don't I don't even care about Pete Davidson. But what I'm saying is that it's it, it's making news that this that this rapper is is still berating this dude. Like all I'm saying, sum it up. It couldn't have been me. Moving right the fuck along. So um, I I showed you this video 
of a woman at a, a hair supply store. Um, I still don't know what the fuck was going so, on. So, okay. There's a, I saw this on Twitter. There was a woman with this long, wavy wig. And she was, she was, she was walking out. She was walking towards the door. And there was another black woman at the door. Mm-hmm. And as soon as she started, she stopped for a minute. And so I'm gonna tell you about this this squint. There's a squint that 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 that's that some black women give, <laughs> and, and 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 queer black men give too. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm gonna tell you about. We gonna talk about that in just a second. But she kind of squinted, like she was pondering something, and then she proceeded to walk out the door. But see, what she did know is that that black woman was there for her, and <laughs> and lifted that wig up she off her scalp, and and, and and you could see the tag on it still. <laughs> And and then the girl just ran back, you know, towards the the other other side. Of, I don't know where she was going, she but she ran ready. back. First of all, sis, where the fuck were you going with that wig on that you didn't pay for? That that's that one point. But there was a there was a comment underneath that uh, I saw, and it was a it was it was a black dude, and he was saying, you know, black women uh, making these rash decisions over some wigs. You know, y'all are. Y'all are brainwashed. Y'all need to stop. Just take care of your natural hair. Shut the fuck up, sir, first of all. Now, I will say, I have seen videos of, of like, women going into these stores, robbing people at gunpoint for some, some wigs and, or for some bundles. I've heard, I've even heard of, of women killing other other women for having, you know, for, for, wigs? for well, yeah, to stealing their wigs. I, it was a woman in Baltimore. She was starting a, she was, she was starting a shop, um, um, a beauty salon and this black woman this black dude uh walked in there and killed her mm-hmm. and took her wigs and took her bundles and I, it was it was sad these are these are isolated events but for a man to to come up under there and to say you black women have a problem it's like well, shut your ass up i see that a lot on twitter where men think it's it's okay to you know give their give their opinion their critiques of black women as if they don't have their own problems a lot of times these are men who can't couldn't would couldn't stand alone if they had braces on their legs oh, um wow. but there's that no i just thought that video was 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 crazy so um i want to talk about this tweet that i saw i need to stay off of twitter because clearly um twitter just gives me gets me completely riled up for no apparent reason but um I want to talk about this tweet that I saw, and we can have a discussion about it. Now, when I when I talk about this tweet, I want y'all to know a few things. This podcast that Josh and I have, these are our thoughts and our feelings, and we don't want to demonize or dehumanize any marginalized um, um, group of people. Um, we support and promote um the well the wellness well-being safety of queer black people first and everybody else after so well this tweet that i saw was this was written by by a a man a, a, a queer black man homophobia be as strong in straight black women as it is in straight black men as soon as there is an issue you know what they calling you period um when i saw that when i saw that tweet it i it was a quickening <laughs> in in my spirit and i said it's oh true, lord true. it's true but the also the other that was 50 percent of the quickening the other part of the quickening was here we go right because i be I, I haven't read all of the tweets the, re- the replies but um there was one by leash the doula it's a black woman she said the fact that i as a straight black woman can't voice my dislikes 
surrounding the LGBTQ community without being labeled a homophobe is outlandish and utterly ridiculous. I'm not rude nor hateful about it, but it's not my cup of tea. I want to, I want to, I want, we're going to go back to that, but I responded to her saying centering yourself in a conversation that's not targeting you specifically is exactly what brothers are talking about. It was never your cup of tea, but you in here sipping. My thing is this, you didn't have to stretch your ashy fingers to say anything about, about folks in the LGBTQ community. If you don't agree, mind your fucking business. You don't have to have people feel like they always have to have something to say and then they think that it's not homophobic yes it is homophobic you pointing out something that you don't like about somebody who's queer unprovoked is is your homophobia it's it's a problem and yes yes it's homophobia because you've said something it, what is what is there that you don't like about gay people right because if you're targeting their homo their their homoness <laughs> you are a homophobe you're a homophobe she's like it's just not my cup of tea well bitch sip something else like, like, sip something else. Because if somebody points out something about your blackness or about you being a woman, then yes. they are being misogynistic and they're also being racist. So, I mean, what, yes. what's the difference? Yes. And so some people were, were there were some people that were commenting um, under her, under her tweets. And there, there were women that were supporting her. And I just, um, it's, it's, it was unwarranted, though. She, she was, she was, uh, she was clapping back. She was like, she was like, I'm going to, I'm going to respond. I'm going to respond to everything I see. Um, and yes, you're allowed to have an opinion but if if your opinion is that someone that you don't like someone what, what why the fuck that what what bothers me is that when someone responds like why are y'all mad she it's her opinion yes but th- just because you have an opinion does not mean it's going to go unchecked we're going to say something about it and so it's um so the lgbt community are the only ones who can voice their opinions on their experiences fuck out of here and it's, it's that that mindset is what allows homophobia homophobia to persist and for violence to persist in the against home against uh folks in the lgbtq community so the initial tweet saying that you know um homophobia be as strong in straight black women as it is in straight black men that that's true yep that's absolutely true because the very minute the very minute that something happens we faggots we punks we sissies we sweet we soft we fruity yeah. you know all of those things like you hear all the you hear all of those things that come out of come out of people's mouths black men straight black men and straight black women you hear it all the time and it's not a conversation that i feel like people are ready to have um and this is this is where it gets kind of hairy because you know black women have been have been abused and neglected and mistreated for centuries that's true but also two two things can be true at the same time yes it's true that that you know that black women are are some of the most disrespected people you know you know in this world also true straight black women and straight black men can be completely and extremely homophobic correct those things can be true and so it's hard to have those conversations without without people feeling singled out but but when you feel singled out you're centering yourself when you feel singled out you're saying they're attacking me and i had to learn that i had to learn that when it when it came to conversations about privilege you know um i had to remember that just because someone is saying something that is true it doesn't mean that it that that they're talking directly to me so I've had plenty of experiences. I, I may have said this in a podcast. The first time that I ever heard the word faggot was from a black woman, and it was a black woman that I knew. 
You know, the first time someone ever said the word faggot to me was a black man. You know, I I have I have experienced more homophobia within my community. And someone might say, well, that's all because that's all you hang out with. No, I hang out with everybody. Like, you know, I, I, I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. I went to a predominantly white institution within my experience, in my experience um, from from when I was cognizant of 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 who I was to now. I have I have experienced more more um, instances of homophobia within the black community. And that's that is not saying that all black men are homophobic or all black women are homophobic. What I am saying is that there tends to be the same amount of homophobia between black straight black men and straight black women. And that is simply my experience. And I want to say that these are our experiences. So. Before you turn this this podcast off and you get mad because I'm talking about all black men, we are black men. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, in case you you know you, you didn't you didn't know, but anyway, um, conversations of homophobia are are very um, hairy because we're still trying to deal with the fact that you know black women are often the um, they often are um, murdered, you know in um, by partners, you know, I, I just, I've, I've, I watched, uh, I mean, I, I just saw the story of the, the black mother who had, I think she had like seven or eight daughters. Uh, she was her, uh, the father of her children stabbed her multiple times in her car, Sad. 16, 17 times, like and left the knife in her embedded in her head. And, and this is a black woman, like this is a, this is a, a black woman whose life is just, is precious. And, there is a professor oh, I've talked about this already, so I ain't even gonna go there. But so many people deny the experiences of black women by saying, Yeah, I don't know the whole story. Yeah, I don't know the whole story. We don't need to know the whole story. All we know is that, that a black woman was murdered um by her her partner and this happens this happens a lot. So they're hard conversations to have because we also understand that black women are under attack too. But that, but when I say black women, that also includes black trans women. It includes black queer women as well. So that's a word. It's, it'd be a lot, friend. Uh, so speaking of black women, child, Who's Beyonce, 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 Beyonce. <laughs> yes, child. If y'all tired of talk, hearing us talk about it, we'll so fucking what? Let me, <laughs> child. I don't know what type of juju she put in that music. Child, bitch. It's, I'm hooked. It sits. <laughs> I can listen to the album. I do have my favorite songs now, but I can still listen to the album from front to end. Like, I can yeah. I can start from the very beginning. I have to start at the beginning. Because I, it's I clear people need to understand that these motherfuckers ain't stopping me. Child. And she's that girl. She's that girl, and she's also cozy, bitch. <laughs> yes. It's it's a great, you know. Yes, we're Beyonce fans, but we are also music lovers, and I love that we can hear the things that she's doing, and we can say, "Oh, I know where that comes from." Or like, like y'all don't understand. Like, we we just not your typical fans. We're so much more. Um, but, but um, speaking of hating ass people. Critically acclaimed writer Diane Warren had so much to say in a tweet um, when she should have been at home writing songs, but she decided to stretch her <laughs> fingers out to write a tweet, basically saying, you know, how can a song have 24 writers? 
here is the thing. The peanut gallery is always like, well, she's got a point. She's Diane Warren. She can say, I don't care if you're Warren Moon. Oh, who was that? He played uh, football. He's a football player. He oh, played okay. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I was lost. I think the Oilers and the Vikings. Um, I think. Yeah. So, um, Diane Warren is known for writing some of your faves hits. And she's 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 that girl when it comes to writing. She writes amazing moving and stirring hits i mean why she wasn't on this album has nothing to do with me um or beyonce for that fact of the matter but the fact that she felt the need to 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 type that she's a writer she's been in the industry for decades you know what the fuck is going on like girl like you know all about sampling and writers being on one track girl what shut the fuck up um i was reading a i was well i was listening to a um an interview with um uh, another music crit, uh, Lord, music critic, and Hit Boy. Hit Boy has written a lot of, uh, um, created a lot of beats for Beyonce, and he was r- remarking on how um, Travis Scott and Drake's song, one of their one of their songs, has more writers than Be- than the twenty four the twenty four writer song that Beyonce has has way more writers, but people find a way to attack this woman, and so. Underneath all the tweets, people were eating her alive, including the Dream, because he's one of the the, the writers and producers on Beyonce's album. Right, <laughs> So, but but so I hate when people. The peanut gallery is like she has a point. She can make her point. You know, I was thinking the same thing. The the thing that I want people to understand about this about Beyonce is that the beautiful thing about her crediting writers is that all those writers are gonna get are gonna get they paid. are getting paid like. Child. That's how you feed a community. That's how that's how you create generational wealth. I'm not saying that's what Beyonce's doing, but I'm saying let's say you want to create something great and you know it's gonna be great, but you know what? I'm gonna bring my niggas with me. <laughs> I'm gonna bring my homies with me. I'm gonna, I want everybody to come to this table and eat. That's what I'm that's what the and the thing about it, Diane Warren, like I said, she knows the music industry, but she I don't think she knows what it's like to be because she's not a black person. Like for the most part, black people we're going to bring each other to the table. If I'm eating, you eating. Like, one thing about you, Josh, whenever we live in, even, even now, if you go get something to eat, we're going to both eat. You know, yeah. and, and, and I, I do that now, too, because of people like you. If, if I'm going somewhere and somebody hungry, we're going to eat together. And I think that that's something about community that a lot of people that aren't black don't understand. You know, you see it in, in, the, in the Latinx community. Bitch, come eat these tamales. Like, like we all, all we all eating. Like, you not finna not eat. And I think that that's what 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 Beyonce was showing. And even and not even just that samples. When you when you add a sample to your music, which which Beyonce could sit up there and and sing. She didn't need all those samples. She that's that's the whole point. Beyonce could have one person in the studio writing with her, and the music would still sound good. But she was creating a soundscape with with paying tribute to queer culture, ballroom culture. Yeah. Like house, like house music. She was doing all these things, and so she wanted to give credit to these people. And to be honest with you, a lot of these people are dead. Um, the the um, the woman, the rapper on you know is the, I don't know if it's, she's saying these. I thought she's saying these, but um, someone said she's saying please, motherfuckers, and stop me. Either way, it, it still eats. She's dead. She she died um, of uh, congestive heart failure um, some years ago. But crediting her is important. Yep. It's important that you. That I would have never known that person had I not seen the name, and I, I would have, wouldn't have looked it up. 
Diane Warren was being shady. She didn't. She it was, was not. If she had a, if she had a legitimate question, she could have called Beyonce and asked her herself. Well, she would have called, and Blue Ivy would have told her that she's right, busy. She would have made a point. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care who you are. Just, just be, when you get on on Twitter and to be shady, people support her and promote her because they don't like Beyonce. Yeah, that's and so the dream funny. came came back came back at her, and then she she um she buckled down. She well, she was kind of like, well, she kind of stood down a little bit, and she was like, you don't have to be mean about it. It's but but you, bitch, kn- but you didn't have to open up your big ass mouth, and bitch. you knew what was going on. So so I'll suffice to say that Beyonce <sighs> was Beyonce had the table was set. And she made it to where everybody could eat. And that's what folks don't understand about black artists is that whereas, you know, Diane Warren is someone who might keep something close to her chest. I think Beyonce's done all that. She's she's done music she's done music with Diane Warren. I think that she was she was looking for something different. She was doing something different. But when they when people like Diane Warren put out tweets like that, it confirms what a lot of Beyonce haters think that Beyonce can't do anything without a million writers. And it's like Y'all don't understand how music works. You also don't understand what it means to make sure that everybody eats. And what I love about this album is that Beyonce is making sure that everyone is fed, even right. the haters. Like, even the haters, like, they Except get... Khalees. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. She's feeding Khalees, too, because... She's trying to. So, so we talked about how Khalees was upset. You know, it, it's, it's, it goes beyond that song, I think. And so Beyonce snatched those la 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 la. She took them off. I, I, we listened to it. You, you didn't see. I, we, you can. They don't add to. They don't. Them being gone doesn't make the song trash. Right. I just like them for texture, you know. But, but it's still gonna be the song. So, um, and the reason why I think Khalees is still eating is because it's giving her an opportunity to talk, and people are listening now, you know. Um, and. Because wasn't nobody worried about Khalees. She was in her food truck, huh? <laughs> You know, delicious food. Thanks, Khalees. Thanks. Um, so Beyonce did a remix to... <laughs> she did a remix with um, with Madonna. Um, and I I knew this, but I didn't I didn't think much of it. They actually have a relationship. They actually have a friendship that spans did a few they? years. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. um, they're, they're friends. But um, in, in the remix, um, you know, the remix... Um, it has Vogue samples in it, and um, Beyonce. It starts off with this wall of la 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 la, which which I mean, the beginning of Break My Soul is la 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 la. But she has a lot of them in there, which I I mean, I think that it's it's shade, um, but but that's not all. So she starts off by saying, "I, mother of my house, um, vow to keep my mother mouth to myself." Who's Nothing. look at you? Proceed. Um, and I think that's all Beyonce will be. I think that she, and even throughout the song, she basically said, "I'm built for this. I can take it." So she can take all the hate. Right. Um, and that's good for her because me, I'll be. Bitch. I'll be respect me. I'd send somebody to your dough. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that'd be a it'd be an Ivy Park box with 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 with, with, with dog with, shit. In it. <laughs> Bitch, here you go. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. And so, um, in this in this remix, she mentions um a lot of the queens that that i think that are in her that she's been in influenced by or are in her tight-knit group of, of friends mm-hmm. and so she mentions we're not going through all the whole list but she mentions her sister solange who is dope in her own right kelly michelle chloe anita um <laughs> <laughs> whitney you know and Aaliyah, lauren hill R- roberta flack not roberta flack uh rosetta tharp 
Um, I think she did. Did she do a red flag? I don't think so. I, I don't. Um, she mentioned Santi Gold, which which is interesting because Santi Gold is also very alternative black, like kind of like Khalees, which I thought was mm-hmm. interesting. Um, and then she mentions a lot of the houses, the of the, of the gay ballroom scene, Balenciaga, which is the only one that matters. Uh, <laughs> truly, <laughs> truly, um, uh, make me an honorary member. So she's also uh, Beyonce, Giselle knows Carter, Balenciaga. Yeah, she's uh, um, our so favorite. Excited. Child, Shannon Balenciaga. <laughs> she, she was because Beyonce sent her an Ivy Park box, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, and and Shannon said she is now an honorary member of the House of Balenciaga, and I'm just here for it. But when, when it can I get become one? I, I want to become one. I, I walk a ball. You know, I don't know which area I'm gonna walk it's in. Right. But <laughs> I'm gonna give y'all vegan realness. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So. Um. But before you move yeah. on, because bitch, I, we still gonna talk about Diane Warren, and then mm. we are gonna talk about the retweet from Layla Hathaway. Oh yes, bitch. Yes. Now see, I love me some Layla Hathaway, but what you not gonna do? Almost got it. Like the alien. <laughs> but she did a retweet of that Diane Warren tweet with a bunch of ha 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 ha. And bitch, my response was, sis, don't do this. <laughs> you did. I saw it. <laughs> I went to the tweet and saw Josh right there. Front center. Like, girl, I, I, I love Layla Hathaway. Her yeah. contribution to, like, music is amazing. Her and her father. But, girl, don't come for Beyonce like that. Like, because you finna open up a can of worms, bitch. And you ain't going to have no career. I mean, yours is already barely there. Oh, no. Girl. <laughs> but, you know, because your albums don't sell like Kim Burrell. Child. But um, you know, we just we we gonna keep Layla Hathaway in prayer. Hope she prays that she keeps her mouth shut because, girl, you you tread in shallow waters and you may not make it out. You may not make it. I'm about to start. I'm about to start a soundboard on my phone so that I can do crickets <laughs> whenever I have nothing to say. Um, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna work on that. Um, you do that because uh, we need that. Need a soundboard with all kinds of sound bites. So um, yeah. So. Back to that remix, people were upset because certain queens were not mentioned. And I don't think that wasn't shade it at wasn't all. Shade, she named a whole bunch of people. It's a it's a song. She couldn't have everybody on there. You didn't hear Brandy on there. You didn't hear Monica. On there. That does not mean that they're not queens. Like they're Brandy and Monica who are, are important to the R&B community, the black R&B community. Well, that's redundant. The R&B community. Um, Mariah Carey. These are not these are not people that she doesn't respect or not dislike yeah it's it's just <laughs> it's but also you know what i think i think a lot of i think some of the girls that she didn't leave that she didn't put on there were probably left off for a reason on purpose a lot i believe t- that but a no. lot of times y'all don't realize that some she might not she might not check i think that i think that she knows when people shade her and she's like, oh, well, if they shame me, I ain't putting them on the thing. You know, right. but I mean, even she her, also didn't mention Megan and she loves Megan. She loves Megan. She didn't mention Alicia Keys. She loves Alicia. Yeah, she did. She did? Yes. No, she didn't. Yes, she did. I didn't hear that girl name. Because there is a, she did. Just trust me, she did. But I love, I didn't see her name on the thing, but I, I love the fact that her and Jill Scott have a, have a, a love. From Philly. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and Jill loves her. Um, let me. I need to be sure because I didn't see so that girl she name. She did. It was in the first group of names. She mentioned Alicia. I'm sorry, y'all. I have to confirm. Mm. She celebrates 29 iconic um, black women, and so we're gonna go down that list well, of so the people that she named. That. Okay, Aaliyah, Anita Baker. Oh, she did Alicia Keys. Thank you. Aretha Franklin, Bessie Smith, Betty Davis, Chloe Bailey, Halle Bailey. 
Diana Ross, Erica Badu, Grace Jones, Janet Jackson, Twice. Jilly from Philly, um, Kelly Rowland, Lauren Hill, Lizzo, Michelle Williams, Missy Elliott, Nicki Minaj, um, Nina Simone, Rihanna, Roberta Flack, yeah, Rosetta Tharp, Sade, Santi Gold, <laughs> Solange, Tierra Wack, Tony Braxton, Whitney Houston. That's a nice list. It is a nice list. I mean, I'm, I don't feel no kind of way about it. I know. <laughs> that was nice. I mean, she didn't she didn't mention a lot of people, but it wasn't because she don't love them. Like, that. you know, who else she didn't mention who? Lila Hathaway. Next. Ooh. All right. So moving right the fuck along. <laughs> um, so Beyonce is also she she put out. One of the great, I think it'll be, it's going to be a great American standard. It's called Church Girl. Church Girl. And Church Girl is, uh, 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 features a sample written by Twinkie. El Bernita. El Bernita. Twinkie, Twinkie Clark. Clark. Uh, what's her last, her other last uh, name? She got a divorce. It don't matter. What, no, I, wait. <laughs> I don't remember. I think she's remarried. Anyway, Clark is her last name to me. Yes. Um, um, oh, I almost said it. I almost said it. You remember? Mm. All right, whatever. Moving right along. Anyway, Twinkie was sitting down at that piano with her Grammy showing, so y'all know that she's that girl. Um, And she was just saying, "Thank you to Beyonce, um, um, for using my song, um, um, Center of His Will, or Center of Your Will." Yeah, Yeah. that's in Thy Holy Will. That's that song. Yeah, yeah, I love that song. Um, and so. I, is, 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 is that Dorinda singing? It is Dorinda singing um, that And part. so Dorinda got up at church. She's like, y'all leave Beyonce alone. <laughs> she, she, long as she got some of it in there, you know. And, and by some of it, I think that mean like the Holy Spirit or like right. righteousness and things like that. <sighs> that this, this episode should be about that song. It, it, it could be its own podcast, which I think we have talked about so many times. But... Um, we're going to talk about that in a second. So, Dorinda said leave her alone. She did. Um, a bishop, I don't know his name. The, oh, yeah, I don't know who that man is. I didn't either. even watch the video because I just don't feel like I need all that. A seven-minute rant on Beyonce and why she needs to be, there needs to be a strong rebuke, why the song was, was um, blasphemous, and... Why you got... A couple of hundred of them church girls that Beyonce was talking about in your own pews. Child, he might be leave that alone. Quiet as it's kept. Um, and so there, there, there. Also, Larry Clark, um, uh, Larry, Denise's oh, son. Um, yeah, sure. Is he a Clark? Is Clark? He is. <laughs> Larry Clark had something to say. He Child. was he was very upset about it himself. Um, this is what I mean when, when I say Beyonce is feeding the girls because controversy feeds the girls because it drives people to his page. Now the bishop going to have people like because negative press is still press and people are going to constantly visit your page, watch your video. And if they watch your video, you get them views up. It, it especially if you post it like it could be monetized, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So people could be fed. Um, but don't nobody fuck with Larry Clark. Don't nobody even know who he is. He that, that's period. the same man that tried to come out with his own version of the Clark Sisters <laughs> he p- did. movie and uh, flopped. Went straight to Blockbuster. Did it? <laughs> so so I'm gonna so I'm I'm on your page right now, and I'm gonna read what um, Dietrich Haddon said about Beyonce, and then I'm gonna read uh, the the text. So. Dietrich Haddon said gospel artists have been sampling secular songs and turning them gospel for decades. True. 
That's yep. very true. Hell, um, you brought the sunshine came from um, Stevie Wonder, Master Blaster, yeah. Um, and you've been worshiping and dancing to them songs. Now, when they want to sample our songs, we take self righteous and fake holy. Um, we get yeah, sorry, we get self righteous and fake holy. That's the uh, the uh, epitome of hypocrisy. Hashtag Church Girls. He said, let Beyonce make her song for her audience and you make your gospel song for your audience. Then mind your own business and let God be God. If you have a problem or a concern about Beyonce, just pray for her strength. On another note, I'm glad Twinkie Clark is getting rewarded after some fake gospel label, shyster, swindled young, innocent Twinkie out of all her publishing. Twinkie is one of my musical heroes and it does my heart so glad to know she's getting paid. Someone with her talent should should have been super rich, but she dedicated her gift to a people that halfway appreciate what she has contributed to the gospel. Lord, I thank you for your wealth and transfer a woman of God that deserves it. All right. All right. That's great. Um, so obviously people have a lot to say and people feel attacked and people feel, you know, upset and they're, they're overwhelmed. This, but this song is, is, is speaking on, you know, to me, it speaks to the human condition. Um, I will sit up here. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll be the sacrificial lamb in the situation. Okay. There have been plenty of times where on a Saturday, Saturday night you would find me doing some unsavory things, you know, only to go and worship on a Sunday, you know, and trying to repent of those sins. And I'm not, it's not, glor- I'm not glorifying, it's not glorifying what I was doing on a Saturday. It's just saying that's just the life that some people live, it, that it's like there's a part of me that's going, that's, that's going, you know, Shake, shake my butt, you yeah, know, yeah, on a yeah. Saturday, but I'm gonna go and I'm gonna I'm shake the devil off on a Sunday. Uh, some of your favorite worship leaders is going to the club on Saturdays and leading y'all into under the pews on mm-hmm. Sunday morning, child. Just so you know, and and it's so the music is supposed to be about a conversation. It, it's supposed to it's supposed to allow you. I think you should we should always think critically about the things that we're ingesting, um, whether it be <laughs> food or or, or or spiritual food. Um, we should be we should think about it we shouldn't take we shouldn't feel like we always have to do a hot take and make and feel like you know be, someone's being blasphemous and it's not because it's beyonce but because we're having a conversation about music and because like her music is so polarizing in a lot of ways we should be able to have a conversation about it without it being oh you just saying that because it's beyonce it's like well yes but also no but it's because we're educated individuals who understand that it's not just about um you know dropping it like a thotty it's we're saying that like these pictures, I said they're soundscapes. Like, it should we should be able to listen to the music. Now, the first time I listened to it, I was, I, I shook my ass in my car. I did, you know, <laughs> I, I, I unbuckled my my seatbelt and I just shook a little bit. But when I think about it from a different, <laughs> when I think about it, you know, um, critically, I understand that it's more of a conversation about, you know, the, just the strangeness of of our culture and how not, and I don't mean strange in a bad way, in that so many people we find ourselves, you know feeling like we can't express ourselves because of a strict religious, you know, background that we might have. And it goes a bit deeper than that. I think church girl is, is, is a conversation that we have had um, just being, you know, we, we talked about, you know, some of the church hurt and the things that we go through, you know, um, I remember being a freshman in, uh, in college and freshman years when I really started to experiment you know, um, with my sexuality and I started to, you know, talk to dudes and stuff like that. 
And then I was also a member of uh, Voices of Praise, which is a gospel choir on campus. And we would have this, um, we had Gospel Fest every fall. And Gospel Fest was where a lot of the local, um, or not local, um, regional college gospel choirs would come to, it's a big, like a big concert. Mm. Um, and then, then we'd have um, a clinic with, um, usually a famous singer. We've had we had Karen Clark Sheard in two thousand seven. Oh, um, meeting her was was life changing. Um, then I got mad at her in two thousand nine. <laughs> 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 no, it actually, it was two thousand seven. I met I I I came to my church in two thousand seven. I was it, kicked, yeah, I was kicked out of my church for taking pictures of the Clark sisters. Um, I was kicked out. I was a church girl. That was that was the song. Beyonce wrote that song about me. Um, they wrote the song about me. Uh, I was a church girl. I got kicked out of church. Um, uh, that's another conversation. (laughs) But anyway, I met her in 2008, and she was like, "Uh, "Hey, Mr. Cameraman, oh, you so nice. You gonna take pictures of me? I don't have my makeup on, but you can take a picture." And I was like, "She smelled like cinnamon, and peaches, and righteousness." Okay. White diamonds too. She smelled oh, like all God. those things. Um, she was so nice, but I'm get I'm going off. But anyway, um, th- we didn't. This was the year. This was 2004 when we had our no 2000, 2003 when we had our our um our gospel fest. I can't remember who the big singer who the big clinician was, but we had convocation night. Con- I'm sorry, consecration night. Um, the night before gospel fest. Gospel fest was on a Saturday. And consecration night was Friday night, so consecration night is where we laid all our burdens down, and we like we laid prostrate on the floor and cried. And I remember, I remember asking God to take this gayness away from me. Um, I was me and this dude. I'm not gonna say his name. We just because <laughs> you know because the night before, um, and we were both just side by side, just weeping and asking God. And and I don't think that we were weeping. Because we knew that we were wrong, we were weeping because we felt like we weren't enough to to be a, we weren't enough, and our, our our spirits had to have been soiled, and so we wanted to be perfect entering into this this day of blessings, you know, this day of the gospel fest where this clinician was gonna was gonna you know the clinician would meet with us in the beginning like the second part of the day and all the choirs would come together to form a mass choir and we would sing together it was amazing prayer views choir i don't know what they are what they are now they used to be the, the talk of the town because they their favorite song to sing was um god is an awesome god and they would uh they would stomp those <laughs> they would stomp those risers to the ground um but yeah that's i'm i am going on a complete side quest but i say all that to say that i remember shedding tears because I felt like I wasn't enough and that that there was something on me that wouldn't get off of me you know and I would pray and scream and cry and wallow and roll around the floor that's literally what I did on that Friday night and I would feel you know okay you know we would be blessed and we would be in our best uh express outfits because that express had a stronghold on us (laughs) and yes it did and then you know we would sing and I look I look across see a dude from Prairie Views Choir <laughs> and I would go and introduce myself, and uh, <laughs> there's that. Moving right along, leave Beyonce slower. alone. <laughs> leave her alone. Uh, the sh- she. So you mentioned this, um, and I saw this. She was um, Billboard named her the greatest 
<laughs> that is not what they say. They, no, they, they did. They did. The greatest pop star of the century. Oh, which I mean, I don't disagree, but they also said that she is the first artist in history to simultaneously chart at number one on 23 different Billboard charts. Period. When has your fave ever? Ever. When will or she will. ever? <laughs> when will he ever? When did they ever? Could they have ever? She has been named the greatest pop star of the century. And this, y'all are not finna take this from this woman. This is Bisaye, okay? <laughs> Bisaye, So, this is a great chance to segue to the stands. Um, stands are gonna be stands are gonna be stands are gonna be stands. It just... If you say anything wrong about Beyonce, them bees, you're going to see them bee sure. icons, all emojis, all, all in your comments. Um, we we stand for Beyonce because Beyonce, Giselle knows Carter Balenciaga is just <laughs> the greatest. <laughs> yes. um, and uh, Diane Warren, watch your mouth. Your days are numbered. Ooh, uh, um, yes. Well, <laughs> so um, in, in new music world, um, uh, Nicki Minaj has put out a song, and this is what I want to talk about stands. So Nicki Minaj released a song called Super Freaky Girl, uh, which samples um, Rick James, yeah. you know, who is no longer with us. Um, Rick James is, his music is very danceable music. Um, we won't talk about his character because he did a lot of things that he shouldn't have done, but um, he's, she sampled, you know, uh, Rick James' song, and I was hoping for more. The thing about Nicki Minaj is that you cannot, you cannot argue with Nicki Minaj. You cannot, you cannot say that her music is not good because the barbs will come for thee. Right, they worse than the Beehive. To be I honest. truly believe they're worse than the Beehive. I, I, I'm a fan of Nicki Minaj's music, and when I say with asterisk, when I say that I'm a fan of Nicki Minaj's music, I'm, I'm saying that. Monster is one of my one of my favorite verses. Um, I'm saying that like there are um, there are a lot of songs that she's that she released on the Pink Print that I really enjoyed. Um, there are some songs on Queen that I like. Um, uh, China White, I think. I I like music when she's rapping. I like music when you know she's from Jamaica Queens. I like music when you can hear, you know, that New York come out. I like music when she's going, when she's just spitting bars, when she's singing, eh, I'm not so much because I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything disparaging about her because this is not what it's about, but I'm saying there was so much momentum and so much anticipation writing on this song and the, the subject is the same. Of course, She's is. talking about what you can do to, to her female parts. And she, and you know what? Shout out to women who, who have embraced their sexuality. It's not that, it's not that at all. I just want you to talk about. I, just, I want you to rap. Like right. I mean, it sounded very rudimentary. I mean, to if me. you are going to talk about it, at least make it sound nice. Because girl, what I heard of it was very lackluster. What makes your stuff sound lackluster? So, well, there's <laughs> that. I, you know, stand st so like stands won't take critiques because you can't critique anything. People were saying like, oh my god, this is such a great song, and I was trying to find it. I was trying to find out. You know, I I I I don't need to keep saying this. I love Nicki Minaj. I I love. Well, let me be clear. I love some of the I love the music that I heard when she's first starting out. I liked Itty Bitty Piggy. Like I liked her her her. Um, Lil Rain was writing her raps, her raps, raps. I don't know. Lil Wayne wasn't writing her raps. I, I believe she so. truly writes. People people were saying Safari were writing was writing her raps. I don't I don't. He couldn't write his own raps. Um, Safari can't. Um, but I like what she. I liked her her verse in um Hello Good Morning. 
I liked I I like when she when she gives that gutter like I mean just nasty you know New York rap and so I wasn't here for the song and I'm not here for the song I'm not I'm not here for anything she puts out where she's wearing where like I just feel like that that pink stuff just like I mean that's if that's who she if that's who she is that's who she embodies then so that so be it I, I'm just not a barb like that then I oh, guess I've never been a fan of sticky mirage so oh uh, well listen <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to let y'all know that I am not going to call her anything other than her name. Um, and and if you're going to... I said what I said. All right. DM me. Okay. Uh, so there's that. Um, Megan Thee Stallion also released a song, uh, an album, I'm sorry. Um, and I think she... I mean, I'm not... I'm going to compare because it, these are two female rap artists. She ran circles around her in one song. Like, Megan Thee Stallion ran circles in her in her in in the first song, which is NDA. Doing circles around Nikki for a good little minute now. I, I think there are other female rappers that are coming up and they're eating her lunch. I think Dochi is eating her lunch. That that woman is so dope. I don't know who that is. I'm gonna have to look her up. I'm gonna have to let you hear one of the songs. Like I'm gonna let you hear one of the songs when we leave because that that woman is not playing games. Like she's she's the she's the truth. Dochi is the truth. Um, I I, I think even Lotto like I've I people. So it's it's crazy because and I don't I don't comment on, you know, how sexy someone dresses or what they're what they're talking about in that regard. I, I, I just I think that people get an artist confused when they listen to a single but because you should listen to their body of work because I listened to a few of Lotto's songs on I think it's seven seven seven. Um and she eating the girls too, you know. So anyway, in other music you didn't hear this song i didn't play this song for you but the game released an album and on that album was a, is a song called the black slim shady where he it's a it's a 10 minute eminem diss why exactly moving right along uh <laughs> <laughs> okay the only thing the only thing that i would say about the only thing that I'll say about that song is I'm not going to say it, the song was straight slaw. And if you watch P Valley, you know exactly what slaw is. So I so I'm not going to talk about about the game because like I said the, the 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 song was slaw. So that means the whole album's got to be trash. So I was um, I posted a status. I said I just listened to a 10 minute Eminem diss and I can't get those 10 minutes back. That song was slaw, straight up slaw. So there's a there's a fraternity brother of mine who I love. Um, we crossed the same year, same semester, and um, I think he's a lawyer. Uh, I do I do care about him a lot, but he only comments on he 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 must he must see my I don't know if he gets a notification about my statuses, but the only time we interact is when he's disagreeing with me. He never comes to my page to congratulate me he never comes to my page to say funny things he only comes to my page to be a contrarian and i don't like that you know so so but but i've but i've learned not to take it too personal i've learned to to just respect that some people they feed off of that interaction with me if we if we have smoke with each other it feeds them and so the fact that he's commenting on my status and I'm not commenting on his should say something, you know, then and there. You need but to unfriend him. It's not. No, I, I, I like him. I like him. I just I think that I think that what I have to realize is that whereas I'm no I'm not famous, 
by no stretch of the imagination. I think that people do come to my page to get a rise out of me or they come to my page to get the news or get the tea. Um, so in the status, I said, I cannot get those 10 minutes back. That song was slaw. And so he responds. So is slaw good or bad? Context, my nigga. Well, like, and so, and so, and then someone, someone likes his comment and, and, See, you know when people sneak this you, they sneak this you by liking someone else's comment, and so. And that's when I call it both of y'all. So I so I wanted to say so I said so what I did was because I was like I do have these internal dialogues like Musa should I be should you be rude? Huh, you shouldn't be rude. But I said so I I I said in quotations I said I cannot get those ten minutes back. Send, because I, my thing is, if you read my status, so, so you, clearly he's a smart dude, a very smart dude. He was being he was being petty because I said it was slaw. He was like, it's slaw, good or bad. Valid question. But if you listen, if you if you read the the status and you see the context, you see that I said I cannot get those. T- Who in that right mind man says in a positive? Damn, I, I I love that song. I can't get those 10 minutes back. No, you if you don't like a song, you're going to say I can get those 10 minutes back. So to answer your question, sir. Slaw means bad. Watch P Valley on Stars. Um, <laughs> they should have taught so, you about context in school. They should have taught you, yeah. All those, sure. all the, all them years you've been in school, they should have told you something. So, oh, wow. so sadly, um, <laughs> oh, I'm so dead. I'm, <laughs> I'm so, so dead. Sad. Are we about to talk about it right now? Yes. Okay. So my favorite is ever. Um, athlete greatest athlete of all time debate your mama because i will fight her and you uh serena williams um has put out a vanity fair uh she well she's on the cover of vanity fair and she has told the world that she will be retiring after the u.s open which is in just a couple of weeks and child i am in shambles because if you know me you truly and honestly know me you know that i love me some serena williams and I don't know what I'm gonna do when she retires, cause child, I just like tennis is gonna be so boring. I mean, it's uh, I mean, there's a few ple- people out there that I watch now, but like I got into tennis because of Serena and Venus Williams, and knowing that they are about, well, she is about to retire, it's just it's it's breaking my soul, yeah. <laughs> child. So I, I don't know, I ain't taking it too well. You, I'm gonna cry. When I realized that you weren't. That that you were you were more than just a typical nigga, <laughs> <laughs> sir. No. It was one day you were explaining tennis to me. I got kind of mad because I was like, "Try we with Kane." I said, I, "I said I thought you was a typical nigga, <laughs> but you are not. Clearly, you are. You are a man of culture. <laughs> you know, you are. You are. Uh, Thanks, a Negro scholar. <laughs> uh, no, but no. I I one thing that a lot of people don't know about you is that." Your taste in thing, the taste, uh, the taste, <laughs> the your t- your taste in things expand beyond um, um, music um, or you know or church. Like you, you are multifaceted. You know, uh, first time. So let me tell y'all. Oh God. So he was trying to tell me about tennis, and I was like, "What is? What are you talking about?" And he be knowing shit. Like he be knowing these terms. Like I played Wimbledon on PlayStation, and I, I you know I thought I was pretty nice with terms, but like. He was one day he explained to me, and I looked at him up and I looked at him upside, looked you upside your head, and I was like, "The fuck are you using these terms for? We're here eating chicken. You shut your mouth." You know? But I love that about you. 
I I think that um, I was watching tennis the other day, and I was just like, I wonder if Josh watching tennis. But Serena Williams is is, in my opinion, the Beyonce. <laughs> I'm sorry, she is. <laughs> she's the greatest. She's the greatest athlete of all times, and I think that it's hard for men to concede um, that women are great because Michael Jordan exists. I think that it's hard for men to to appreciate talent um, from women because Michael Jackson existed. I think it's hard for men to see outside of the culture that these black male celebrities create and they they the thing the things that these men created will forever be you know um embedded in our brains michael jordan's M- michael jordan's posters even even the silhouette of michael jordan is iconic you know him dunking that's iconic his shoes are iconic yeah. michael jackson one glove iconic him moonwalking his socks his fucking curl um you know hell his his fedora hell his nose iconic i I was gonna say that but i don't want to be rude it's not rude it's not rude (laughs) it's not rude i mean it's not rude because you see when people cosplay michael jackson they contour the fuck out of that nose you know saying they go and get the contour they go and get the things and so and the white yes no say it his eyeliner iconic you know what i'm saying like his i mean these are people who have stamped the culture they 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 have you know who what michael jackson has done for music and for the culture undeniable what michael jordan has done for sports undeniable what tiger woods has done for golf undeniable but to so you never hear when people think of the greatest muhammad ali yeah. undeniable but when when people think of greatness they only see it from a male a male lens. They only see it from the male gaze. They never think of of you know they they think of when they think of Beyonce or Serena Williams, you know Cheryl Swoops or you know uh, Lisa Leslie. Lisa Leslie. Lisa fucking Leslie. Yes. You you better I would throw this shoe at you. <laughs> um, they they think second best. They think mm, not good enough. They think you know Beyonce has been has been labeled you know model-esque or, or just a pretty model that, that 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 sings music serena williams has been labeled a lot of things Child, and 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 that's negative things all that's another thing and we also need to understand that whereas in the same way that 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 um land uh can be colonized our brains can also be colonized and and opinions like we we have been our our opinions have been colonized like the way we think about greatness is colonized because we think that only men can be great a lot the, a lot of these hyper masculine um men don't see women as being great because that means that that's a leader and and they that means that you know how can men want to see themselves men want to see themselves when i when i think of when i think of beyonce it's easy to see myself because Beyonce, yes, she's a woman, but like her music transcends gender. You know, Serena Williams is a woman, but like her talent, she could beat the shit out of some men. You know, like right. l- like Layla Ali, great boxer. Like, like I mean, even that that white woman, um, who 
what was her name? Mm. I just said her name the other day. She's a kickboxer, I think. She got towed down by somebody. She mm. was talking about all that mess to that one lady and got towed down. Um, but she can still with my ass, you know. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm, we're definitely going on a side quest here. But, but Serena Williams is to me is the greatest athlete of all yeah, time. To me, I mean, her record reflects it. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has the most titles out of anybody out there. I mean, and that's across all sports. Yeah, <laughs> like how many titles has Michael Jordan, Steph Curry? She like she has more titles than all these people combined. Mm-hmm. Combined. Combined. And it's it's. It's crazy because I imagine that people, someone like her is discredited, you know, not only because she's a one woman, but she's a woman who married a white man. You know, I think that sometimes people, people forget that that is not part of the narrative. Like that's not just because someone married. I, I mean, hell, we could talk about Michael Jordan now. <laughs> like we could definitely have a conversation about, about that man. But um, shout out to the, the, the goat. Shout out to Serena Williams, who whatever your opinion of her is. You could never beat her, and whatever your opinion is, you could you could like you could never square up with her. You could never be on the other side of the green or the clay, or you could never be you could never right. do what she's doing, and or what she's done, and you could never do what she's done after having a baby, that, like that. After almost dying, I I don't think that people fully grasped grasp the fact that you know, although men's bodies change with age women's bodies change when they have children and they have to work 10 times harder to get back up to that level. Beyonce had three children, a set of twins, you know, preeclampsia, high blood pressure, you know, and, and got up and stomped the fucking yard (laughs) at at Coachella. Um, These, it is okay to realize that women can be champions too. No, that women can be champions, period. We don't need to say two because sometimes we say two, it's like they come in second place. No, yeah. women are champions, period. So um, I was I was talking to someone. Yes, I was talking to someone at, at a bar, and he was talking about how much he didn't get into Serena Williams. And I should have nipped it in the bud there. I should have I should have challenged him, but I didn't because I was, I was just – I was really um, – she was on my shoulder. Um, <laughs> but – my thing is, it's the same way I feel about somebody, about like a Diane Warren. We, I didn't need your opinion. Like, you didn't have to tell me that. I mean, thank you for your opinion, I guess. But like, I didn't need to hear you say that you didn't get into Serena Williams. So the fuck what? What, is, what does you not getting into her have anything to do with her talent? And what she's accomplished. And what she's accomplished. Like, and so Nothing. I didn't, when he said it, I, 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 was, I was like, this is why, I, yeah, whatever. Um, so... We're going to skim over this because this has a lot to do with some of the things we've been talking about. So for those of you who've been living under a rock, Halle Bailey has been cast as Ariel in The Little Mermaid. And the controversy <laughs> surrounding <laughs> that cat, that historic casting is it's kind of it's all a bit of history repeating white people are afraid that their favorite Disney princesses are are having their roles snatched by by black people. Get the fuck over it, sis. Ariel does Ariel is not real. She's a fictional character, child. And and then she's mythical. Some <laughs> idiot went so far as to say that in this certain region of the world where um the mermaid lore comes from is a region where only fair-skinned people existed it's and so it it 
it is not historically accurate to cast a a woman of African descent to this role. And I had to, I don't typically go under idiot, idiot statuses and comments like that. But I said, sir, Ariel existed in a land, in a world under the sea with a talking crab and a fish. Are you stupid? The Ursula was purple. Like yes, she was. so what then? Like what part of the of the of the of the the region do purple people come from? Because don't answer that. Because <laughs> get your ass cussed out. But so I I saw an, I saw another post that, that from a friend and she said the comments are disgusting. I don't even read those comments anymore. I don't read those comments anymore because it's done, sis. Halle Bailey is is her. She is her. It she period. Disney has chose her child. It's finished. She is in production. Girl, get over it. And who among who among those her peers is gonna out sing her and gonna sing gonna sing as as angelic and to and Katie to Perry. and <laughs> and to flex on you hoes. She's singing one of the songs. I think uh, either a a a a a half a half note above, or she's singing like a whole like a whole note above um, a, a whole oh, key. I'm sorry, half. I, I, Lord, I'm losing words. Um, she's singing in a higher key. I don't think a higher octave. If she's singing no. in a, if she's singing it in a higher octave, then no, she's she, definitely shitting she's on y'all. An alien superstar. <laughs> she, Beyonce has a strong hold on us. Help me, Lord. Um, she's flexing on y'all by singing this song either a half key, a half step above. And I'm, I don't know why I can't say words right now. It's, it's, it's okay. killing me. We, we understand. Either a half step or a whole step above the original key. Either way, it's higher than original. It's key, higher. So. She's better, and she's blacker. <laughs> and I can't, I can't wait. And listen, the thing about it, if people decide, if if white people decide they're not gonna go and watch the movie, so the fuck what? Like black people are gonna go and see these movies. Yes, yes, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fictional character. She's a mythological creature. But I love when black, when little black kids can go and see themselves and it didn't fucking matter to y'all representation didn't matter to to white people because it's always been them always it's always been them so when i go and i see movies that that where people someone like me is kicking ass and is a superhero that shit's dope um which leads me to black panther the new black panther movie that's coming out and there are a lot of hurt black men that are saying i'm boycotting the movie girl stay at home for what yeah, no one no one there because because without even knowing what's going on in the movie they believe that shuri i, I think shuri's gonna assume the role of black panther but if you actually know the goddamn canon comic book shuri becomes the black panther at some point but also we haven't even fucking seen the movie. We don't know. The, the trailer was mo- the trailer moved me to tears. Child, and I would be in my all white. And so, so, absolutely, we need to go together. Somebody, someone was someone was saying that, you know, some people were arguing that it's a, you know, we see this so much in society where black men are cast to the side, you know, and uh, and <laughs> and and black women are elevated. We should we should elevate and uplift black women. Period. I am not gonna touch T. Jakes. That's not the conversation we need to be having, but. We need to elevate black women. Just because you elevate black women does not mean that you that, that you're that you're belittling or you know or diminishing the achievements of black men. It's saying it's time. It's time to elevate black women. It's time to lift black women up in into these 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 roles that not not because they they they're offered them, it's because they deserve them. They 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 got them. They're they're rightfully there. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be there to watch um 
um, Ariel splish and splash around, and I, 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 I hope, I hope it's black as shit. I hope there's a gospel choir at the very opening. <laughs> I hope somewhere, I hope, I hope somewhere, Patty Labelle is is squalling. She I hope that. That's Melissa McCarthy, I believe. Oh, bitch. Um, I which, I love her. I love Melissa McCarthy. I don't like that hoe. You don't like her? No. How? Next. Next. next First topic. of all, shout out to Melissa McCarthy because she is my fave and she is an unproblematic fave. And don't you ever say nothing rude to Melissa McCarthy because I stand. Let me, side note, I stand, I stand white celebrities who don't say shit. Like, I hope, let me tell you, I hope Paul Rudd. Never says anything nasty because I don't even know who that is. Paul Rudd from I Love You Man. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, oh. Anyway, uh, Jason Bateman, please don't ever say nothing raggedy. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow, please don't ever say nothing raggedy. Like, please always be right and tight. Um, speaking of white and tight. Um, oh, I know Paul Rudd. Okay. Yeah. Taylor Swift decided. So there's a there's a there's a lawsuit. The writers of um, um, the three LW song where they say players they gonna play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so Taylor Swift also has a song "Shake It Off" that she says, and the players gonna play, 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 play. So she wrote that song, and the writers of three LW song are suing her, you know, for copyright infringement. And she responded with, "I don't, I never, I don't know who three LW is. Let me, let's get to the shade. We'll get to the real, oh, the, the reality. So here's the reality." If you're a pop singer or star worth your salt, you might not know um, who 3LW is, but you've heard that song before. You've heard the song before. But let's say she never heard the song before. I mean, because she is kind of young, so maybe She not. is young. But you can't think that <clears throat> player's going to play, a hater's going to hate is something that you thought up. You can't think that. You can't believe that. <laughs> this is true. You cannot believe right. that. You cannot believe that. So... B- black influence is all up in in, in, in pop culture. It's everywhere you. It so is pop culture. I, I if you, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you this question. Um, so, you know the song. You know the, you know the um the opera or the it's like a musical. Uh, I forgot Carmen. what it's called. It comes from. It goes. So. I, she was on my shoulder last night, and I said, um, I was watching Fast and the Furious, and I said, this nigga gay, this nigga gay, this nigga gay, this nigga gay, this nigga gay. Is, is that a thing? What do you mean? Is is that something that's been created before? This nigga gay. This nigga gay. I don't think so. I was like, oh, my God. I may have created something new. But then again, TikTok and even, hell, even Vine existed where that probably was a soundbite that I that I may have st- stowed away in my in my subconscious mind. I'm saying black people are all up in your mind. Hashtag Beyonce Renaissance because all up in your mind is a song. So we have we have named we have named almost every song of that album throughout this whole entire podcast yeah. episode. But the thing is, Taylor Swift fans are coming for the girls. Um I really don't care what they do to Keely, but no, <laughs> no, but they're, they're, uh, Keely responded to it. She responded to the, to the people that are the Swifties that are responding. Is that what they called? The Swifties? Yeah. Bitch, they sound like a Swiffer. But you know what? A lot of this, a lot of the things that, that Taylor Swift fans are saying about 3LW and what Gaga fans are saying about Beyonce, it's all racism. And they hide behind Twitter. They hide behind these accounts. I want, what I really want, I want these girls to start coming outside. And saying these things to see how they'll how they'll be taken because the thing about Twitter is that you can say something racist and you can leave. You can say something racist to someone and mute them. 
like you can say like someone compared Beyonce to a to a to a, a, a gorilla, uh-huh. a, a, a Lady Gaga fan, and the thing about it is that it that 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 the responses feed they it feeds that 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 anger and rage and racism, and so I encourage people to stop engaging like these stands because Child, that's not gonna happen. yeah because the thing is like when you hate yourself you need other people to hate you too because it feeds you and it fuels you so um taylor you're right taylor swift might not have ever heard of 3lw but you cannot sit here and think that players gonna play haters gonna hate is something that you made girl like let's be real you're three like <laughs> <laughs> like yeah so I, I only mentioned that because i think that um I watched, oh my God, I watched a documentary today um, and the documentary was speaking about where Elvis got his sound from. Now we know he's influenced by black people. However, right. no, 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 Josh. However, the case may be his his actual sound, the sound of his voice mm-hmm. came from another man. Um, and oh yes, he got his voice from Roy Hamilton. When Is we leave black? this, yes. Of course. When we leave this, um, th- this, uh, this, this space we in, I need we gonna listen to Roy Hamilton. It's scary how much that man sounds like um it well how much Elvis sounds like Roy Hamilton. Um it's it's eerie. Uh ho, let me let me let me see. I'm gonna play a few sweet sequestered seconds of this song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That is not Elvis Presley. That's Roy Hamilton, a black man. So, some. So what? What I want people to understand is that black culture exists; it persists, and we need to continue to uplift these people who are are hidden or are stolen from. And people like we're gonna go back to Beyonce. People like Beyonce are giving or are setting the table for these artists to be recognized. And if they're still living, if they're still with us. They getting coins, you know what I'm saying, and 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 that's just that. And I'm not saying it's just the great and powerful Beyonce, but I think Beyonce is also influenced by her black ass parents who taught her the importance of looking back and giving back and moving forward. So we gonna go ahead and move forward. That's a word. You know, I I tend to give them sometimes every now and then. Um. So yeah, now that pop shit is over. Um. We this is a longer episode. Um, We've been doing longer episodes recently. Um. I I'm I don't want to make it too long. I know that we we gotta we gotta wrap up, but I want to talk very briefly with you about where I've been. Um, we we in the beginning of the podcast, the beginning of the episode, you asked me how I was doing, and I wanted to save some of the heavier stuff for after we got pop shit out the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk to you about about truly how I've been feeling, and why I was so happy that you text me about coming down to record um, because I needed to get this off my chest and I needed to um, do it with someone that I care about um, because I've been, I've been experiencing um, just these bouts of loneliness. And in June, well in May was when I came out to my mother and that was when our relationship changed. Um, and June was when I got married. June was also the month that her and my father 
um, expressed how they felt. Um, and I'm putting this out there. Um, I think I mentioned it, but I'm going to say it now because it needs to be said. Um, when my mother found out that I was married, she said, your grandmother would be so upset. And you know how I feel about Mama Let. Definitely. And I know that sometimes when people are hurt, they say mean things. But what I want you to know and what I want people who are listening to know is that um, my mother took something from me that day that I can't, I've been, I've been fighting to get back. And it's something that has been taken from me since my mallet died. It's little pieces of it kept, keep being taken from me. So, um, the, when my mallet died, I was put in charge of obituaries. I've told this story over and over and over again. And, and I'm hoping that in telling this story, I will continue, I will continue my healing process. Um, I, at her, when we were, the day we were funeralized, funeralizing her, I was on the highway, uh, rushing to get the program sent to print and, and have them printed to come back to the church. And when I finally got to the church, I was a hot ant bitten mess for, that's another story. Um, I walked in the church and I waited for my opportunity to view her body one last time. And when I sat there in the pews, uh, they called the children up. And when they called the children up, I was a little confused because I, well, I wasn't confused. I knew what was going on, but I was in disbelief. They called the children up to lock the casket. And that meant that I wasn't going to see her body again. So the the day before, um, actually two days before, I came, I, w- I came back down for the wake and... Um, I sat there and I just kind of looked at her in the casket and everybody was all over her. Like they were putting on extra makeup. They were putting her earrings on and they were making such a fuss over her. And I didn't get a chance to really sit with her and, and feel peace. Um, the day before she died, I came down, I came two days before she died. I believe I came down to clear Lake to see her. And, um, you know, she was, she was, it was my last chance to just sit with her, but I went in there with my sister. So I never really got a chance to just be alone with her um, while she was living um, the last few days of her life. And um, I felt when I, when I sat in the, in the pew, I felt that they had took, they'd taken something from me because my job was, I was on the road trying to bring obituaries that, every, that people fought over. They fought over the obituary. They fought over what was put in the obituary. That they made, my, those days for me were hell. Um, and people get mad when I express how I feel about my family with, you know, regarding Mama Let's death and how I was treated. But I was busy. I was taking pictures at the cemetery when we were burying her. I'm thankful for you and for Lucy for coming because had y'all not been there, I don't know. I don't know what would have happened to me. Of course. But um, I had a moment where I just needed a moment to just be with her. And so at the grave site, before they lowered her casket into the ground, I put my hand on the casket and 
I let out what I needed to let out the, my, 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 my feelings. And I sat there and I just weeped. I wept. And my dad grabbed my arm and he pulled me back, pulled me back. And he said, she's gone. You have to let her go. And immediately I shut off my tears. I shut off everything. I shut off emotion. Um, but I can, I, it's crazy. It's almost like an out of body experience. I can see myself putting my hand on the casket I could I, I could hear the clink of my ring touch the, the casket. I could feel the, the the warmth of the casket because it was it was hot outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt I can feel the straps of the backpack on my shoulders. I can feel everything, and I can feel my father pulling me away from her. And I have this snapshot of my mother comforting my oldest cousin um, on that side of the family, who. Um, she used to terrorize me. She used to call me gay. Um, she was really mean to me. And she was like another daughter to my mother. And so my mother, instead of comforting me, was comforting her. And that's how I've always, I, that's how I've always felt about my family. Um, I have never been the one that's been comforted. I've never been the one that's been... Um, I'm... I feel, and I don't feel selfish in saying this, I feel completely justified in in feeling how I feel. I am the forgotten one. I'm the one that no one remembers. I'm the one that my siblings don't remember. Um, But I'm the one that always shows up. I'm the one that's always there to offer my services. And I I feel neglected, I feel unappreciated. And so, when my mother said what she said, she took a little more of Mamalette from me. And so now I can't look at pictures of Mamalette without thinking about what my mother said. And I haven't had time to cry after she, after she sent that text message. She was gonna say it, she, it's funny. I know that there's something divine in me because in May when I came out to her, she said, you know what? And she stopped herself. But I knew exactly what she was going to say. She was going to say then what she said to me in June. And um, today I was um, I've been feeling very neglected, you know, by my family. And um, I've been feeling, you know, I've been feeling the weight of the change because there is a change. Like I, things will never be the same because I've chosen happiness. Um, I've chosen happiness over, you know, a lifetime of of uh, solitude and loneliness because now I could listen to my parents and, you know, pay heed to their warnings and, and be single. I could do that. Um, I could ruin my life and end my marriage to please them. Would I do it? No, but I could, and they would be happy, but I'd be sad for the rest of my life. So, um, today everything kind of came to a head and I was walking in the living room to play with Harvey. And I just thought about all those. I thought about the thoughts. I thought about Mama Lett, um, Because I'm, we're coming up on the anniversary of her death. And it hit me. And I finally cried. I finally shed all those tears. And it was a scary cry because I've never cried like that. Like I was, I was crying like someone who needed his mother. I was crying like someone who... Um, who 
felt abandoned and I was abandoned. Um, but I, but, but I wasn't abandoned, um, in June when I, when I came out, when my mother found I was married, I was abandoned a long time ago. I was abandoned at six years old when my father stopped playing with me. I was abandoned when, um, the things that my, my cousins would say to me, I would report to my mom and she brushed to the side. I was abandoned, you know, uh, four years ago when I posted a, a, a blog about my experiences and the whole family got mad and re- told my mom and she called me to tell me to take it down. Yeah, I remember um, that. Yes. And so I've been, I haven't been okay um, because my life is completely changed now because I've chosen to live my life with very minimal uh, contact with my, with my family. And that contact is minimal because um, I'm not going to allow them to hurt me anymore. And I'm not going to allow them to project their feelings um, and their pseudo-Christian beliefs on me. So, so yeah, it's, it's not, it's not been, it has not been a good time for me. But moments like this where I can express myself and I can speak my truth. Now, um, before we carry on i just want to say that um and i mean this i mean this with every fiber in my being to anyone who is listening to this podcast this is who we are this is who i am and if you have a problem with anything that i'm saying you can address me you don't you don't have to go and tell my mama i am a grown man i am almost 38 years old you deal with me because i don't care under Heaven and the stars. Can't no person in my family whoop me. Well. And there is a part of me that will always show grace and will always revere my family members and will always show respect. But there's a part of me that people think that they know that's little Dustin or, you know, my little brother. Let's be clear. That is only that is only titular because I am no one's little brother. I am the older brother. <laughs> I am the oldest child, um, but I'm also an adult. So I just wanted to say that and just explain my, my feelings of abandonment because it didn't start when I came out as gay. I was abandoned a long time ago. And so, yeah, that's just how I've been feeling. <laughs> I've been feeling, um, you know, but I've been feeling worthlessness. But after I got that cry out, I said, you know what? You may not be exactly where you want to be, but you are finally in a place where you can be in control of your destiny and you don't have to worry about what your parents are going to think or if they're going to find out that you're gay. Because I still I still am very careful posting things on Facebook, even though I always I troll a little bit, you know. But, um, yeah, this is where it's, where it's, where it's just what I've been feeling. You know, when I think back to being a little kid, and um, my dad said something something to me that was um, he probably sh- he shouldn't have said this when I was I might have been nine or ten. Um, my dad I don't know that I can't remember the context. I just remember we were somewhere. I think we were at the softball fields, and my dad said, "You know, Dustin." He said it with a very disappointed tone. He said, "I wanted you to be out here playing with the little boys, playing football and sports and stuff, but your mama." You know, she's the reason why you are the way you are. He said that to me. Wow. I was I was like 10. 
He said, she wouldn't let me. She wouldn't let me take you places. She wouldn't let me take. And I actually sound just like him right now as I'm talking. It's, it sounds scary hearing it in my in my headphones. You know, your mama, she wouldn't let you go certain places. You know, she wouldn't let you, you know, so you couldn't do things that little boys do. And it was almost as if he was blaming my mother for me being gay. You know, even though at 10, I, I think they they both knew, but they didn't mm-hmm. understand. You know, and then my mom, my mom would not allow me to be in the kitchen with her. She would not allow me to be, you know, around her cooking. She wouldn't allow me to be, she would not allow me to be, play on the piano at church. She wouldn't allow me to do things like that. My mom t- took all my troll dolls and threw them away because I was, t- bitch, I was styling them that hair. <laughs> bitch, I had them in updos and swips and crimps and curls. I was oh, adding word. water. I was doing all kinds of, I was putting gel, they, black gel. <laughs> trying to give them. My mom, uh, my mom, she, she punished me for that. And so it was like my dad, my dad kind of gave up on me. You know, I think that my, my mom was a very strong personality and I'm not, I'm not going to go down that route. Cause that's, I can hear the, the, the <laughs> I can hear the, the niggas being like, yeah, you know, what's wrong with you? You know, your, your, your mama was too strong. And you know, like, no, my, my dad didn't fight for me, yeah. but my mom wasn't willing to teach me things because she was afraid that I was gonna be gay. And so they were both at a stalemate because they didn't realize and didn't understand and, and still don't believe that I was gonna be who the fuck I was gonna be regardless. Hey, Cause look at you now. I could have been, been a football player. I still would have liked boys. I could have been an easy bake oven bacon. <laughs> I could have been, I it, it was not going to make a difference. It, now, now maybe it would have made a difference in, in, in how I, me keeping it to myself, but I was always gonna be gay. There was nothing that any of them could have done to prevent that. My father putting me in more. I put myself in sports. My, 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 dad, never, my dad never encouraged me to play sports. He encouraged me to stay in, in athletics and stay active. But I, was, I played anyway, you know. Luckily, I, I thank God I became a, a, a decent cook, to, you know, even though my mom didn't teach me those things. I learned how to play certain songs on the piano because I taught myself those things. You know, but my mom wouldn't have me playing piano at church because of what it made me look like. You know, mm-hmm. she said little girls do that. Which but is they, weird. Which is weird. Little girls do that. Little boys don't do that. Little boys don't cry. So I'm coming out of whatever the fuck this is. And, and I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to have a lot of coming outs. I think I'm, I'm there are going to be days when I don't, when I don't feel, when I, when I don't feel like, like strong, you know, but at least I know where it's coming from, you know, um, I honor the the legacy and the memory of my grandmother, and I also honor the fact that my relationship to her was different from my relation, different than what my mom knew, you know. And again, I don't put too much of that on my mom because I realize that sometimes when you're when you're conditioned to to react and not to respond, you're gonna say things to hurt people. And so, I have not forgiven my mom, and that's I, I will, but forgiveness is for me. Yeah. And it's not for her. So my forgiveness of her is going to look different. And I struggle with that because we know that time is short. I got plenty of friends who losing their mothers left and right. I got, I, I mean, I have friends that are losing their parents. I was talking to someone who lost his his mother and I felt so weird. I felt so weird, like talking about how I'm not, how I'm not fooling with my mom and like his mom is gone, you know, but that's my, that's my truth though. You know, so I'm sorry. I just had to, I had to, I had to express that because it's it's real and and i i do wonder who's listening out there 
because I I know and believe in my heart that that there are people who listen. They listen because they want to relate, but I do know people who listen because they want to relay that information to people that that are important to me. So, anyway, child. Oh well, friend, I am praying for you because I know you are grieving in many ways. Many ways, uh, from physical losses and just you know losses that shouldn't have to be there. Um, but you know, I too have felt you know abandoned by my family. Nothing to go into that because. They know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, child, just know you always got family in I me, know. and you know, you you make your family. But you know, child, it, it ain't nothing like your mama. Ain't nothing like your mama, child. And so you know, it hurts when you know the relationship is strained. But child, you know, at at the end of the day, you got to find your own happiness. Mm-hmm. And if she don't agree with it, then she just ain't gonna have to agree with it. But you know, period, the love will always be there, even though if you don't always feel it Mm-mm. yeah <laughs> but that's and that's that's a good word and i appreciate you for that you know the the love will always be there um i actually sent her um um i blocked my family on my phone because i can't do that mm-hmm. but um i sent her some antique salt and pepper shakers that used to sit on my maternal grandmother's table um and i sent them Without a returning address, because I don't want you know I don't want to send them back, or whatever. But I sent them to her as a gesture gesture of good faith, um, because she's my mama, and and I have some of my greatest my greatest memories are with her. Um, she's missing her mother. Her mother, her mother was buried on her birthday, on her sixtieth birthday. Her grandma, my my grandmother was buried, and so I know, I know that must really. I I can't imagine what it feels like for my mom. I can't imagine, but um, I have never felt so far away from my family before. And it's weird because I see them. I, I do have a group chat with them, and they just they just live in life, child. They live in life, and they're laughing, and they're, they're, they're sharing fun stories with each other. I can't see my mama's text because she's blocked. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, and, but, but she's blocked for a reason. She's blocked because... I can't allow those words to hurt me. Um, she was sending me text messages and screenshots from my dad saying that I can't go on. I, you know, like I can't allow those things to permeate my peace um, anymore. And they, they did. When I was in New York, they, <laughs> she was taking me out, you know. Um, but um, it's, it's, it's interesting because they're living life and they're, they're, they're laughing and they're, they're having a good time. Um, and the holidays are going to come up. And the thing about it is, m- m- the thing about families, especially black families, like in some black families, um, c- when conflict occurs, everything gonna be all right over a slice of pound cake. You know, we sit at the table together. That's how some people. That's how some black families are. Yeah. I'm not like that. Child, if if I'm if I'm mad at you, it, we gonna have to get an understanding. We gonna have to get an understanding, or I'm just not gonna be there. And that's where I am right now. Like I'm not gonna be at the family functions. Like I won't be. I won't be at Thanksgiving. I won't be at Christmas. I won't be at Easter. I won't be, I won't be there for Mother's Day, for Father's Day. And it's, it's not to punish anyone. It's because I don't feel welcome and I don't feel safe. I don't feel comfortable. And, and neither is your partner. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's the other part, you know, um, you know, (laughs) 
<sighs> There's another part of that story that I'm going to tell you off this because I can't put it in here because it's uh, it's kind of heartbreaking, actually. But, um, yeah, so family <laughs> family drama weighs heavy. I mean, I'm, al- I'm already 220 pounds. It, it just adds an extra 50. <laughs> it really adds an extra 50 pounds. And the thing is, I have been trained to believe that my behavior or that my emotions don't matter. And so I disregard my I disregard my feelings. You know, when I lived in Austin, you know, and I'm not going to touch on it too much because it's already been told. But when I would be upset about something, it was seen as darkness or evil. And so I don't care how how far I progress in my profession in higher education. Those lessons that I learned, although damaging and destructive, I held on to them. You know, I allowed someone to tell me that that the reason why that I shouldn't be mad about, you know, chattel slavery because Africans sold themselves. I let someone tell me that and it shut me up and it shut me up because I didn't know my history and I didn't understand that, you know, um, colonialism runs deep. And I, I let someone tell me that why I should not be mad when black people were selling themselves, you know? And so a lot of my emotions, sometimes I feel, I feel, um, I feel guilty for having them because I'm like, you don't need things like this. This is, this is your mom. This is your dad. So living my life, reimagining my life with a partner is hard because, and that's the other, that's the last part I'm going to talk about. It's hard to, to, I don't know. I don't care who you are. It's, it's scary to imagine your life with someone who you don't know as well as your parents. Like putting my trust in my partner, it's not always easy. It's not always because I'm, I'm, I'm trusting someone who has only known me a fraction, not even a, 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 a small percentage of my life right. to care for me and to help me to, to you know, build a home. That's, that's, that shit is scary. Because you put all your eggs in this basket, and if that person screws you over, like you got to start all over again, and and it's 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 unfair. But I I hope that God sustains me, and that God would fortify me. Because in the event that my partner don't measure up, I need to make sure I can run the race by myself. You know. So that's it. Anyway, child. Um. If y'all have any 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 stories about your your family and the strangeness, you know, let us know. But I think we, we got an email. Do we have an email? We do have an while, email. While Josh is pulling that email up, if you have any <clears> questions, <throat> comments, or concerns, send them to childpodcast at gmail.com. That's child with four oh, eyes. Yeah. That's childpodcast at gmail.com, not jom. Um, <laughs> I said <What>? gmail.jom. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so this email. Um. So this I, – I, no, okay, so she put her own name in it, so I'm going to go ahead and say her name. Uh, this uh, email is from my friend, Nicole, who I just sang with earlier today, twice, no, once, because she left me the second time. Anyway, that's something else. She said, okay, I'm finally writing my little email. <laughs> and she said, first of all, y'all as a host duo is something I never knew I needed in my life. The chemistry between you two and the comedic timing is chef's kiss. Mm. I've been listening since the start and have enjoyed every moment. Y'all keep it real and real black, and I love it. My only question is, when is the meet and greet? 
And then she says, Josh is my friend, but I feel like I know you too, Musa. And not that little boy putting his little elbows on your car. <laughs> uh, but anywho, can't Mr. wait Mama. to hear and see what you guys do next. I love y'all. Oh, who is she? Nicole. Nicole. My girl, Nicole. Hey, Nicole. So she talks about you all the time. I... It's crazy because I think there's so much that we can do with this podcast. And, you know, I appreciate emails like yours, Nicole, because, child, y'all have to understand, there was a whole drama series a few months ago um, with regards to me airing out some some laundry of mine um, and some feelings and, and just being honest. And so... Um, I became the big bad wolf for a minute, you know, or, or at least our podcast did, you know, but Child, I, I still want somebody to run <laughs> up. Our podcast is very, very unapologetically black, unapologetically queer, unapologetically us. And when when we get like emails like that help me out a whole lot. Like they, they do. I think we, we do need a, a meet and greet. I think we, we still trying to generate some more some more buzz. Um, but I think that the steps would be like recording a live podcast where people tune in um with but it, it will need some promotion ahead of that like just hey y'all tune in we're going live um and which needs probably needs to start now um <laughs> right actually, yeah so so yeah so we're gonna promote we're gonna promote a live podcast uh here pretty soon i need to get on that and then after that um for our hundredth show I would like to do a small, very, very, very small, live like show. live show. Yeah. Um, but we gonna have to really bring it, and then I think that things will start to pick up. So, um, but it it but it starts with with y'all like telling people about the podcast, like tell people, tell your friends that we do cuss, um, <laughs> and that which also is gonna be on a shirt. We do cuss, Chuck, like that's yeah, another merch. That's we need a, that's we, we have a few shirts. We have a few shirts. And I think that I think that one of our we need to have set business meetings we'll set business meetings where we just talk about merchandise because that's one thing that we definitely need and um the thing about it is that some things just take money you know like i think maybe you know i i think i'm gonna we need to mock up some shirts and see if people will buy them right um and then if we can generate some interest then I think we can make the shirts because the one thing I, I don't want to be left with some we do cuss like I don't want to be left with forty seven thousand shirts. But that's why you do pre sale. Yeah, that we gonna have to do pre sale, but we'll we'll, gen- we'll generate interest and then we'll say we'll do pre sale and then after we if we generate enough, if we can get at least a, like over twenty orders, then I think we can make some shirts, um, some stickers. I think stickers is also a good one. Stickers, like, yeah. um, so anyway, we're kind of this is a business meeting conversation that we need to have, <laughs> you know, because. We so we don't run this like a business right now, um, but we will like. But, but we want to maintain the integrity of the podcast because, like some podcasts, I think they start they they get public sponsors and things like that, and then it becomes. I don't know. I don't want us to ever lose the authenticity of this podcast yeah. because we're just we're just literally two friends that decided we was gonna talk shit, you know, <laughs> you know, and we. But it's it is funny. And kind of beautiful to see like how far we've come because child we started <laughs> we started with a mic and a dream child, now we got two mics and, mic. and, 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 and some screens okay <laughs> um, and we're we're gonna constantly evolve um, I think that there's this is not in vain this 
you know, Josh traveling, you know, two plus hours to come and record and having to go back to work. (laughs) Um, So, Nicole, thank you so much. Your your words mean a lot. And I can't wait to meet you. And um, and I think that I there's we got to plug into the black gay culture in Austin, I think. And so we need to figure out when things are happening in in Austin because there used to be I started to plug into the black queer culture in Austin and then I moved away. And so that sucks because I think that it would have been really great, you know, to to be a part of that and then plug our podcast, not for money, but just so people know we're, we're here. Right. And because, um, you know, we don't record in a vacuum, but like it's rare that we get opinions from people, you know, who who are not in our friend circle. Like I would like to hear from somebody who's not one of our friends be like, you know, you know, don't be nasty, but if even if, if, if they say that I don't agree with that, let's we can talk about it. Right, you know? create a dialogue. Yeah. So Nicole, thank you so much. I can't wait to meet you. Thank you, friend. Love you. And yes, yeah. so again, if you have any if you want us to if you want to, you know, write into us, um, anonymous or otherwise, please, please, please send emails to childpodcast at gmail dot com. That's child with Four eyes. eyes. We're not going to tell y'all again. We will tell y'all again. Uh, <laughs> every episode. Every episode. So we love y'all so much. We about to get out of here. Woo-hoo. And please, 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 please be good to yourselves and to each other. And each other. Wash your hands, your hips, dips. And your slips. <laughs> slips, whatever the hell that means. I don't know. All right, y'all. Bye. Bye.